0: Guys, today on Select Few, we have Smooth Vega, DFW's top music promoter, hip-hop artist, godfather of Fort Worth's hip-hop, and three-time Fort Worth Weekly top hip-hop artist, and from what I hear, k one hundred four street swag champ. Oh, Ooh, man, that, that like, he went back on that one, like, bro. Like, 2012, like, it's been 11 years since like, I had that title, you know. Like, there were so many that I couldn't even pick because I was like, you know what? Smooth has got a lot of like, he's got accolades, yeah. See, you, le- you know,
1: where you left out was I actually got inducted into the Fort Worth Music Hall of Fame in 2019. Did you really? really? Yeah, man, at 34 years old, so that's pretty cool.
2: Let's Dude, on.
0: that, man. Dude, <laughs> that's I, I really. Like you, that, you got an even like, longer
2: intro now. <laughs> like I want to say, all right, say let's it. restart this, this episode. Right now. <laughs> no. uh, nah, no. sorry, man, I appreciate that. You know what? I,
1: I it's it, it's interesting because, as you guys know, I have a podcast myself. Yeah, and so I've kind of done the podcast route the last two years. I've done practically everybody's podcast I can do. Right, right. I've officially gotten to the point where, like, I'm going to start winding down. So this is probably one of the last ones, if not the last one I'm going to do. And it's only because I'm big on quality.
0: Sure.
1: You know, I don't care about the following. Like, I understand everybody starts somewhere, right? Right. So I respect the grind. I respect the ambition. I respect the hustle. But um, whenever you guys reached out to me on Instagram, I saw the quality and I was like, man, I got to do this one. Yeah. This is dope. And, you know, so congratulations on getting started, getting going. And I hope that you guys keep moving forward because I'm telling you now I'm not going to do many more of these. Yeah, i saying like well, I,
2: I've been given well, I've been given the world too many. Yeah. On that note, we we sincerely sincerely appreciate you being here. <laughs> on a second sure. note, shout out to Friday on the quality. <laughs> yeah, that, that's our guy. He's, yeah. he, he's the whole face of our podcast. So. I mean
0: that's a that's that's the exact. He makes us you know? look good. It's like when oh. we got started, Friday and I got together and we're like, you know what? How do we want to do this? Because I don't want to half ass anything I do. And he's like, this is the camera you need. This is the camera you need, and like, do this, this, and this. And I was like, all right, done. And then he cuts it, mixes it, makes it happen, and it's fucking Netflix beautiful. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> like, no, I really appreciate that. Uh, and shout out to our, our producer Friday, because
1: yeah, well, I mean, I think for me, more than anything, is like, um, I don't. I mean, obviously, I enjoy conversations. Yeah, so sure. Filming them doesn't bother me. doesn't yeah. make me feel any type of way. But you know, like I said, I want to be a little bit more selective of what I do moving forward. So, yeah. you guys are gonna get the best version. So man. you chose to select few. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man! Look at that bars over here, to mean, the right? You know what I I'm, I'm, I want to leave it all out on this yeah. one. So hopefully we we're able to. Uh, we'll get there. Get go through the journey, man. Absolutely, so.
0: dude. Let's let's go through the journey. But man, dude, how did you get the name Smooth Vega?
1: You know, that's a question that's actually been asked quite a bit, and I'm gonna tell you the truth, like. Now that I'm older and I look back on it, it's such a funny thing because I always tell people like I never I don't like the name Smooth Vega. Like that's not a yeah. name that like I'm proud of. Right. right. The name Smooth Vega was a <laughs> name that I came up with as a teenager so yeah. um when I was about like 12, 13 years old, um I had got expelled from school and so whenever I got moved to the other school, I created this alter ego. Okay. Right. Yeah. And it was like this basically like I was trying to masked that I was really unhappy by acting like I was happy. So, sure. back then we didn't have cell phones to text each other. So, I would write a letter and give it to my friend that went to the school that I used to go to <laughs> to give to the girls. And I created this this ego like, yeah, okay. I, you know my name's Smooth. I'm a smooth operator with the ladies. Over <laughs> oh <some> shit, <laughs> so you know rage. what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> smooth so operator, like, smooth, right? <laughs> so Smooth was actually just the name that I started even when I started rapping. It was just Smooth. Yeah. But as I got a little bit older right around the time I was in high school, my sophomore year in high school, I was like, you know what? Smooth's too common and I don't think it reflects me. So at that time, you know, they used to have MTV Cribs. Yes. MTV, oh,
0: yeah. Oh yeah. I love ball, that show. You know? Who could rent the best house? <laughs> yeah, for real, right. <laughs> you know, shout out to Red Man for the apartment. <laughs> yeah, for real, it was, real. <laughs> was super real right there.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, uh, it was so funny, like, Everybody would show, on, on Cribs, they would show, like, hey, this is my Scarface poster. It was, right. like, every episode, there was, like, oh, a Tony Montana poster on, on the wall. And um, so I, I <laughs> kind of I kind of felt like, all right, you know, um, this Italian vibe thing going on, yeah. like, the whole mafioso thing going on, and that whole era at that time was that they were glorifying that a lot. So I had a friend of mine that used to go by the rap name Ace Uno. Okay. And so he had the name Uno. So I was like, "Oh man, I think we need to like do this Latin mafioso Italian thing going on." So I came up with the name from my other friend. I was like, "Well, what's gonna be my name?" So I went through the dictionary, and I, I was like, "Man, smooth, whatever, smooth this, smooth that." I was just trying to pair it because I was thinking Dude, that's a lot of options. I, yeah, I was thinking like <laughs> P D Pablo, Bubba Sparks, smooth, right. and then I came across the word Vega. And uh, in the dictionary, Vega actually stands for the brightest star in the constellation. Okay. So I was like, "Smooth Vega." I was like. Alright, this doesn't really sound Sounds corny to me But at the same time The whole smooth vega Yeah was like, okay Well, I kind of feel like I represent the brightest I mean,
0: it's, it's unique as fuck, dude It's, yeah. you know and At I least it's not A little l- smooth vega <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> it was so funny Whenever <laughs> I first
1: I hated the way I've never liked the way It looks separated Right So it's one word Yeah And so smooth vega Initially I used to spell it Smooth thought, Like exclamation point Yeah vega. The exclamation point Used to keep
0: it together Okay Was but that my space days? Yeah, probably right around that time. <laughs> yeah. But
1: I used to have dollar sign. Oh yeah. It was dollar sign M-O-T-H, Oh yeah, exclamation point, Vega but then eventually you know just became Vega so
0: So I mean so with That's all- the origin of the name. So so with all that said, like what do you want to be called?
1: I mean it's I mean I want to be called successful. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Facts, right? right? But uh no, I mean uh it's cool. I mean Vega, I got used to it. Everybody thinks Vega's my last name, it's not. Uh, and at the same time I got used to just kind of like
0: that's your identity? Though?
1: Yeah, it's my identity. I mean did that, the
0: uh, the homies just call you smooth?
1: Uh that started recently. More people started calling me smooth like some of the newer talents that I manage yeah. they call me smooth. Yeah, like, it just flows better. It's You're not smooth, even
0: that bro. like they just like they smooth. don't know how to You're say smooth. the full thing, right? Smooth. It's it's kind of like when you text and it's like you Know everything's <laughs> an smooth. acronym, yeah. yeah it's it 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 too long, long for yeah. It no, like, I
1: mean, I'm used to actually people just call me Vega for the long. still to this day.
0: I'm glad you said it was a constellation on a car, you know. But you know, it's so
1: funny because everybody's like, Oh, you know, you, why'd you come up with Street Fighter? and they thought it, like, right? They, yeah, like, it has nothing to do with any
2: of that. I was like, This guy loves Dragon Ball Z, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: like, nah, man. I just that was it, that's yeah, that's Vegeta. I, I don't, yeah, exactly. I, don't, I don't think I would I don't think I ever Had like an alternate Name though Like I don't yeah. I don't know What it would have been And at the same time Now with You know Cause I got my website Smoothvega.com In 2002 Yeah It's 2023
0: So smooth. it's That's like Back true. in the day I got smoothvega.org <laughs> It's 21 <laughs> years man And uh Yeah
1: yeah, dude, I mean, fuck, I mean, like, this is who I am at this
0: point. Yeah, I mean, you have no choice now.
1: It's branded, you know, and to your point, it's unique. It's not like there's a bunch of smooth Vegas running
0: around. No, nah, not at all. I mean, but well, you know Well, the what?
1: real smooth Vega, please stand up. <laughs> 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 Shut up. <out. laughs> <laughs> nah, so. No, I
0: mean, it's, you know, when, when Friday sent me your name, I was like, who? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And but, but what was crazy is, like, I didn't realize it, but I grew up listening to you without knowing it. Oh, wow. You know, you know, no offense to you and that no, stuff. No. But it's like, it's so you, like you know, I grew up on on all that that trill music. And I was like, you know what? And then I started listening. I was like, oh, I've heard this song. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I think I still got this on Napster.
2: Ah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I
0: still got these songs, right? Because, you know, no, man, I might, I might, you feel I might owe you like $100 for my Napster downloads. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I mean, you know, like it's
1: funny whenever you go through the motions. And now looking back, you know, it's 2023. You don't realize how fast... Time passes by,
0: dude. You, you blankets gone. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's. I mean, it's it's true, and you know
1: what? It's like uh, my music career. I don't really feel was much of one, even though I had success in it. Yeah, you know, believe it or not, but it, you know, I I don't really define that as success. Like right. I feel that. It, you know, I don't know. It's kind of weird to explain. Like, I, you
2: have I, more to do. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it was like yeah. I,
1: I had local success, local yeah. notoriety, and even up to a certain extent, regional notoriety, right? And I was able to um, have that, you know, on this level. Yeah. But um, man, I mean, I've so much more than I wanted. So it's like,
0: well, I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with it not defining you. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I tell my producer, I tell my employees, I tell Eric all the time, like. Everything is a stepstone, stone, sure. you know, it's like you may not think it's a stepstone stone at the time. It's mm-hmm. your passion. It's your dream. But sometimes, you know, your life changes and you're like, oh, wow, I'm actually really good at that. You know, yeah. let me try yeah. that. And then that's better. And then you're like, oh, shit, I like that. Yeah.
3: You know, but where's the worst is when you're sitting there. You think you let that go. You get a phone call. Hey, man, you, you, you stop rapping. Why? Yeah. You know what I mean? You still got it. It's like, ah, oh, shit. And it brings back those feelings again. Like, yeah. damn. Like, yeah, no, no, shit. I mean, there's some
1: cool shit that I've done. Don't get me wrong. And I'm like, you know, nobody knows those moments that I lived other than the people that were there present yeah. at that time. So Correct. I've experienced fanfare. You know, I've been to other cities. I've had people believe it or not even be starstruck by me whenever I was rapping, you know, and be excited to see me. I had fans at one point like, that were excited Oh, you still got fans. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, let me rephrase it. I still have people to this day that'll message me randomly t- telling me, like, hey, this song right here, you know, it got me through this point in my life, right. and it means a lot to me. And I'm thinking, like, man, I'm so far removed from that record, but it's right. still, like, crazy that people will still- it's still hit, affecting you know? people. Yeah, yeah, and it's weird that, like, I'll I'll get that every so often, and even on Spotify, even though I don't really, like, check my Spotify like yeah. that, like, I still got, uh, I have like, six, seven thousand monthly listeners to this day. Yeah. So it's like so
2: you you made something that stands the test of time. It it outlives yeah. it you. It's almost. a legacy, bro. Yeah, yeah for it,
1: sure. I guess you know part of it is um, what what will happen now is kind of like um, kind of like a form of imposter syndrome, right? Yeah, you know where like everybody views you as this, but it's like I don't necessarily view myself the way that everybody. You don't right. feel that me. way, yeah. I mean, because it's always there's always been a hunger and a want for more, and I haven't always been able to define the more. Sure. But I always knew whenever I was younger, like, oh man, I'm. I,
0: it's like something's missing.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. I, I know that I, I want more. But I always used to tell myself, especially when I was making
0: music, how would
1: Jay Z, Eminem, Tupac, or some of the greats that I look up to, how would they react if I played them on music? Yeah. And so I never felt I was that good.
0: You felt like you were the biggest critic?
1: For sure.
2: Every but,
0: artist
1: is. Yeah,
2: yeah. for very sure. Good. But I
1: was very realistic. Like, I was very, like, oh man, you know what? I'm not. I'm not at that level. Yeah. Like, I can't play my record for those guys and then guys be like, dude, you're dope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) I I mean, I totally get that. And I'm not, so I'm not in the music industry, but I look at it like with what my success has been in my typical, in my industry, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have anybody to look up to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is wild because I feel like, you know what, I've already done it. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not by far the biggest, right? Because most of them go like super corporate, publicly traded, but I'm the biggest in Texas, independently owned. Yeah. So I'm like, who do I look up to? So now I'm like fiending for something new. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, I'm on a podcast now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. I, I totally kind of get that. It's, it's in Friday. My I talked about it a lot. Just you know, like his his skill set, like on the camera, yeah. and like he, even though he was like you know very good at what he did as an artist, like like this is where it's at. Like we're,
1: I mean, at, at at our core, we're creatives. Yeah. And, sure. and as creatives, we always have the passion to create, we want to create, if it fills us, it gives us a a sense, like there's nothing more rewarding than planting a seed, watering the seed and watching it grow.
0: Sure. Thanks. And
1: when you're able to do that and you're able to have success in doing that and have had success in doing that, you um, it impacts you different. And so you're always chasing that high.
0: Yeah. Because right. it's a
1: high, like, unlike anything that anybody can understand or explain, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a I consider myself a leader. Yeah. You know, so I... I have a passion to lead people. And initially, the music was always an extension of me trying to lead the people, right? right. Like I was spreading a message or attempting to spread a message or integrate a message in the music to change people's lives or people's you know, perspective on whatever it may be. But I think as I've gotten older, like especially when I was younger, right, um, going through the motions, it wasn't that I never felt good enough. I always had a chip on my shoulder and I always felt like I had to prove myself. And I and I haven't really undone that. Yeah. You know, like it's still part of me. Like, I still feel like I have no success, so I'm always going after everything. Like, I have something to prove, sure. and I want to prove that I'm the best. And i I feel like I've done that locally, a hundred times over at this point as a promoter, as an artist. But also, like, it's an evolution, right? Yeah. You talk about like who do I look up to, right? You know, you mentioned that right now. I didn't always have anybody to reference that was trying to do or that were doing the things that I was doing. So I'm kind of the first of my kind in that sense. And I guess the goal now is at 38 years old, I want to be able to look back, you know, 10, 15 years down the line and go, okay, there's there's a handful of people that were a direct byproduct of my influence of what I was able to contribute to, not only the music industry, but the world. Sure. Like it's so much more bigger than just the singular thing. Yeah. Oh, it's the music industry. <laughs>
0: like, right. Like, I <laughs> well, I mean, that's you picked the hardest damn profession. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's it's <laughs> there's so many snakes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, but I, I want to kind of go from from what we're talking about, and uh, you know, you, you did great things as an artist, but now being a manager, a promoter, promoter, like, what what led you down that path? You know, I've given different
1: like answers. To that in the past, but the truth is, is that I think naturally I was always a promoter by nature. You know, like I I always cite Vince McMahon as my biggest business influence. Oh, he's, he's most cer- he's most certainly my biggest promoter influence. He's the greatest promoter of all time. Revolutionized pay-per-view. Facts. Just amazing at what he does. You know, and and what he was able to create. And ironically enough, he hit his stride. His very first big event was WrestleMania. He didn't do that till he was thirty nine years
0: old. Yeah,
1: I'm one year away from being thirty nine. That's whenever he turned the corner. Yeah, and his business boomed, and he went national, and he risked it all at thirty nine. Yeah, I'm thirty eight right now, so I always look at them I'm like, you know, only like we're the, we're the only ones that put a, a cap on what age we're supposed to do it and not supposed to do
0: it. Yeah, I mean that's that's the craziest part because people they have this misconception like I have to achieve this, and I, and I had that too. You know, I had dreams and goals like I had to hit this by thirty. But it's like you know I'm 37 years old. About to turn 38 in a couple of days, and it's like, oh, wow. and it's like, I did not have to achieve that. Even but if this, don't you
2: don't you think even though Vince McMahon hit that hit that level, don't you think he still feels the same as with, Okay, what's next? Oh, I, well, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, yeah. What What do I achieve? What do I achieve now? Yeah, yeah you know? I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, he, it's, I, it just becomes the next thing. It's yeah. like a never ending.
0: It quest. is. A, it's a ladder that never ends. For yeah, sure. for sure.
1: I think for me though, like. Uh, I was always naturally a promoter. so i I studied watching v h one behind the music. I studied watching wWE, not knowing that that was what was being integrated into my approach right. It was being engraved into me. like so now I'm able to know naturally how to do certain things yeah. without even realizing like oh i'm I'm a natural promoter, right right? And the other part of this was, As we're having these this this evolution of where I'm at and what I'm about to become and what I'm about to do, I started realizing like, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, what's happening? You know, because I was man, I was having a lot of success on the SmoothVega.com on the website side. I was having a lot of different success in a lot of different areas, but what ended up happening was I wasn't getting booked for shows. Right. I wasn't getting opportunities, and I was getting frustrated because I didn't understand why I'm winning awards but I'm not getting booked. I didn't really know about how that shit worked. I didn't know how you got paid. I didn't know if you had to pay. I didn't know any of that. Like right. I was completely oblivious, green as grass to all of it. And so as that's happening, right, I come to this point where it's like, man, you know, I I, I was very fortunate to, to attend an event. I saw an event and I said, I want to do this. I want to do exactly what I'm seeing. And then a few weeks later, I saw it again. I'm like, what? fuck, this is like a sign. I want to do this. And then when the opportunity came up to do it, you know what I'm saying? I, I took the opportunity. And then I realized by the end of that promotion, I was the one doing everything. And I only got paid this much money. So I approached a local nightclub and said, hey, man, give me a night and pay me this much. And I was only multiplying the number of what I had made because I felt I was worth it. Yeah, They didn't want to pay me. They gave me a door deal. And that's what led for me to be the promoter. And then when I saw the amount of money I made doing it on my own, I was like, fuck. Because you got to remember, like the first event I ever did, I drew like six, 700 people and I made $3,000. You know, that was a lot at the yeah. time. I never sure. held that much money in my hands. Yeah. yeah. And then the next event, I held $12,000 and it was in one night of work, even though it was a, a buildup. But you're talking about a time where there's no online sales. This is 2007. Yeah. So, and ironically, that's where I discovered Louis in 2007 <laughs> at that same event. But, but it's like, that changed the course of my life. And now I have capital. I didn't always have capital. So now I have money to play with, right? Yeah. Now I have money to... to um,
2: Organize your own events. Organize and, my own events, start yeah. booking
1: talents. Um, basically, as that was happening, and I was in a position to where now I'm putting together my own events, I'm able to book talent. Like It changed everything. And then the respect level changed. Yeah. Because now everybody's calling me. Before it was like, oh, he's a popular rapper or, you know, whatever. You could just say, ah, I don't like him. I don't have to deal with him. But there came a point in time where you had to start dealing with him because I was the one doing events. And if you wanted to be part of a big event, I was a pathway. Right. But I didn't see myself as a pathway. I wasn't looking at myself as a pathway. I was just like, oh, I'm doing events. Cool. Yeah. But everybody's trying to be cool with me. And then then I'm booking talent. And you're talking about, I'm twenty. Three twenty-four 24 years old. I, I did not know what, I wasn't prepared for that yeah. level of responsibility. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, but that's what led for me to be a promoter. But even in the first few years, I was learning um, how to manage the new responsibility. Right. To understand the level of responsibility. I didn't know what, I, I knew I had something.
0: It, isn't it amazing the, the fake it till you make it in your early yeah, 20s? Cause, right. You know, somebody handed me the keys to their their company at 21 years old. And like, I look back on that. I'm like, that's never fucking happening in my life, right? <laughs> yeah. I am not handing my company over to yeah. a 21-year-old, Correct. let alone somebody probably under 30. You know, no offense to to that. It's just you need to go work for a whole bunch of people, learn a whole bunch of things before I'm going to let you manage my my sure. business that I work Correct. my ass off to build. Yeah. You know, but what he's getting at, in my opinion, is like that that hustle you have, that ingrained that fire Sure. To, to go people after people it. People see that, though. Yeah, you got to fake they it. They see your
2: work. Yeah. I you mean, know? Even if you're not faking it. You don't yeah. you don't necessarily know what you're doing, but you're just grinding.
0: I mean, you, you know? have to. And, and, you know, eventually it's either going to catch up or it's not. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously it caught up. Sure. And, you know, the, one of the things I want, I want to talk about, Smooth, is the the fact that how, you know, everybody's like, oh, I don't want to deal with him or I want to do this. But then all of a sudden it's like, boom. Yeah. They need to deal with you. You know what I'm saying? It's quick how people change, Yeah, I mean,
1: look, dude, I I think the thing about (laughs) hip-hop and music in general, and it's really any business. I don't want to just say hip-hop because I've dealt with this in other fields, but, like, it's competitive, right? Everybody wants to be top dog. Everybody wants to be number one. But you also have to understand there is reasons why people are in certain roles and other people aren't. And it's like everybody thinks it's easy when they see it being done, and especially when I felt for so long they were seeing me do it. Like if that guy can do it, I can do it. Right. And not realizing, like, no, it really does require a certain skill set, and there's a gift to have an initiative. Yeah. People don't realize that initiative is literally a gift. Like, not everybody has initiative. Like, it requires (laughs) a lot to get up and say, "I'm going to do this," and actually
0: do it. Yeah. Right.
1: And I think specifically with live events, I literally, I, I, I I guess it's a gift. Yeah. I didn't. I most certainly at the time did not realize it was a gift. I was like, I want to work with this guy. I want to work with that guy. I want to work with that guy. In my mind at that age, I remember telling myself, these people aren't coming to our city. The industry's not knocking on our door. Coming, you know, like they're not looking for us. So we got to bring them
0: here. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I was started I started booking shows and I what I noticed that the talent, the people that I once looked up to, the people that I once stood up in line to meet at an autograph session, we talk about Paul Warfield record, right? right. Paul Wall, I went to an autograph session in 2005, stood in line to yeah. meet him. For two hours, I stood in line to meet him. People's champ. Right? And <laughs> and then, but, you know, I was just a fan in line looking to meet the rapper. Yeah. And then, you know, four years later, I'm booking him, and we we created a relationship that we have to this very day. Yeah. yeah. I think one thing that I knew right away is as soon as I built a relationship, I knew how to keep it.
0: Sure. Thanks. You know,
1: that's one thing I learned in core competencies and management classes doing retail was You get them, you keep them. You you, you can get them, you got to learn how to keep them, and then you got to learn how to grow it.
0: Yeah, you got to realize that they're not a, you got to take the business part out. It's like they're a person.
1: Correct. But building resources and relationships is such an intricate part to growth and such an important part of growth. So being the promoter helped me develop that. Yeah, But I again, the the way that I got from being the artist to being the promoter, it was out of frustration. Fuck, I'm not getting gigs. Right. I'm not getting opportunities. So I went and created my own opportunities. But it was not like... <laughs> it wasn't like a strategic, planned out thing. It was like, wow. And then as soon as I started having success, I was like, this is not common. This is not regular. Like some of the biggest artists in Dallas at that time, you know, they were killing it. Like Big Tuck was killing it at the time. Plain right. Skills was killing it at the time. And I know for sure...
3: Man, shout out Plain Skills. Man. For playing sure. Skills? At that
1: time, Jeez. I know for sure that per night on my events, I was probably making more more money on that one night than most of these guys were making, even though I was acting as a promoter. Right. But I was trying to justify it in my mind, like, yo, I'm I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm finally, like... <laughs> but I really wasn't, but I was. I was developing the the genesis of what would become my company now. Yeah. And my approach now. And, you know, it's... It, because you don't really know what you have when it's happening in real time. But that's how it came, came about, you know?
0: But I mean... Promoting obviously is a very difficult job because it's very. Uh, Especially back in the day. Yeah. I
2: mean, with no social media. Yeah. I mean, well,
1: there so- was social media. That's the thing. Like, I don't know. I, that's the thing. I was in. That's the, MySpace. I For was sure. there at the inception of social media. Like, because before MySpace, you had, you know, website forums. You had com. You had cpixel.com. You had blackplanet.com. You had Yahoo chat rooms. Okay. You had AOL messenger. Yeah. Like, you had all these You've online mail. communities. You had all these online communities, and I was one of the first people that I knew for a fact was going on these websites and promoting, promoting, promoting. And what I was doing then was what is now called social media management. Right. I was doing social media marketing and um, Facts. and I didn't realize that's what I was doing. And then MySpace came along, and when MySpace came along, you're right, it completely changed everything. Like if you were part of the MySpace era, for those that are old enough to remember that, right? It was very, very popping like it was a yeah. big website it wasn't like like it really was what facebook and instagram were kind of combined you yeah. know what i'm
0: saying like dude i miss putting a video, like a, a song yeah. you know for my, my profile. profile yeah <laughs> like dude like i've been I, I tried off and on for like the last three years like to remember how my login yeah you know no I mean, like, it was like the myspace <laughs>
1: stuff and then you remember like they used to have what was called the bulletin board and the bulletin board was like your status yeah part. And that's how you were able to update your fans and update what was going on. And, like, bro, it was a big thing. Yeah. I, and I was one of the people that was able to utilize it, bro. I was in contact with a lot of people at that time. Like, I want to say me and DJ Khaled messaged each other. Like, there was yeah. people, like, there was a real community in that in nice. that world. And
0: That's a young um, DJ Khaled.
1: So I was able to take all of these things that I learned from that time and I applied it and I growed. But back then it wasn't cool to be an internet rapper. You know, people from my city, people would like, oh, man, you're just an internet rapper. <laughs> you're on the computer. <laughs> and they would make fun of me because I was doing social media before social media was called social media. Right. And it used to piss me off. Like, man, fuck you. Like, I don't have a car right now. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm broke. Yeah. This is all I have. All I have is this fucking computer and time. So I'm going to leverage this computer and I'm going to fucking do what I do. Right? right. Give me a stick. I'll make fire. I learned how to graphic design. I learned how to web design. I learned all of that through this, this fucking computer, right? <laughs> Isn't that crazy yeah. how that
2: turned into that's the bare minimum right now? That's what well, well, funny. The skills you taught yourself are like the the everyday thing that people do to bro, promote themselves. Now, that's that's uh,
0: that fire though. Now it's like,
1: I'm an expert. Right? Yeah. But it's so funny. It was like back then they were laughing at I me and it was like back then. It wasn't cool to be an internet rapper. Now it's celebrated to be an internet artist. Like, oh, you're viral.
0: Yeah. Like I'm like, a, bitch. Yeah, like right. what the where the
1: fuck was <laughs> that at when I needed that, right? Like,
0: I mean, like, dude, I was viral way before y'all fucking were even born. Yeah, dude. I mean,
1: there's there's people <laughs> that'll tell me, like, you know, man, dude, like your website was popping. And I've had married couples that have met that met on my website because I had a website for them which was an online community. I've had people that collaborated off there. I had there's so much that came yeah. out of it. And it's just like Wow! Like, <laughs> like, like this is crazy. But yeah, I mean, I did use social media and there was a, a, a utilization of it. But you know, I I think it's so different now. Yeah. You know? But I think that was part of the progression of like the journey, the artist, the promoter, and then eventually, whatever. But I mean,
0: that, that's the thing now though is like everything that you learn there coming up in the in the game has now led you into your social media management, your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's all shit that you learned that it's Premier like... your life experience. Premier now it's live like, of- I didn't have to go learn that shit. I'm going to jump on this podcast. I'm going to do my thing.
1: I mean, it's second like nature at this point. It's become like, you know, you practice. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't go to college. I didn't even really technically graduate from high school. From yeah, really technical, same. Right? So it's like, you know, how did you develop all these skill sets? Well, you did it. Like, I'm self-taught. And when right. you're self-taught, it's not easy. Like, you know, I wasn't taught how to rap. I wasn't taught how to song write. I didn't know how to create music early on in my career because I wasn't taught and I wasn't naturally gifted.
0: Yeah,
1: I developed the skill. You know what I'm saying? That takes time. Yeah. When you develop a skill, it takes time. Sure. It, it could take a while to get it. But when I got it, I got it in a way that nobody else has been able to grasp it. And it's because I put the time in. Sure. You know, the last uh, eight years in specific, you're talking about Premiere Live. You know, I launched it unofficially in 2015, officially in 2016, here we are in 2023, you know, seven eight years in. I mean, that's that's a fucking degree. Yeah, that's yeah. a degree <laughs> in live entertainment. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's a degree. That's real a fucking PhD in fucking
0: right
1: talent buying. You know what I'm saying? You don't. You can't go to school for this. No, you can't. Right. You know, and a lot you, of
0: people think you can. You can just you know come off fresh off the bus, and all of a sudden you got you know you have a doctorate in this and this and this, and right. you can outdo right. the guy that has no college education. Sure. You know,
3: you know what I love the most though when somebody asks you like. Did you go to school for that? You're like, hell no! I <laughs> didn't go to
2: school for yeah, that. Right. that's, that's, a, that's the best feeling. I'm, yeah. I, I, I went I to school my with Tom from my MySpace. Yeah,
0: <laughs> for real. Like when people ask
1: me did I go to school for it, I'm like, yeah, I did. It's just not the school that y'all know about, you know? Like, hardness. I, right. I went. I went to the school of actually doing it, like you Thanks. know, because there's something about actually going through it and going through the motions. Like people don't fucking realize, like, bro, like I I took a lot of L's, like you know what I'm saying? And you know, people always look at that like a negative, like, oh man, you know, you took a loss. Not just on live events in general, you know what I'm saying. I've had a lot of doors slammed in my face, a lot of people people treated me like shit early on, and I had to see a lot of those same people, yeah. and they had to see me now, and they're forced to either work with me or they're forced to acknowledge what I've been. doing. Right.
2: you, do. you like, don't get better if you don't take else. Nah, no, uh, you have you have to have something to learn I mean, from. For
0: the other thing too is every ten doors is there's one going to open, and that yeah, door sure door. that door mattered. I Man, yeah.
1: look, I always just stayed the course. I never really thought twice about rejection. You know, whenever I got rejected, it would just make me go harder. Yeah, Like, I didn't really sit there and dwell. You know, I'm not yeah. one of those people that focuses on the problem. I focus on All the right, solution. All right, bitch, watch what I'm about to do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think that was part of the approach. I always had that fire, that hunger, but I always, also always, like, didn't know what else. I didn't have an identity outside
0: of it. Well, it's like, you know, like, with the the little bit of success we've seen from this podcast, you know, in the last 60 days, it's like, I look at these comments and it's like, I like I like the haters. It's like, as soon as they start hating, I'm like, I'm like it's because you're in your mom's basement. <laughs> yeah, you know, like like we well, I mean, have nothing better to do. Like right. you come sit in my shoes for a week and you know, I'll give you a million dollars to prove that you can do what I do. Haters are your biggest fans. Well, you yeah. know,
1: I, I would say this, like I feel like the internet in today's today's society in today's world is so much different than the world that I was in because it was new whenever I was doing it. Now people troll just to troll.
0: Oh, for sure. And
1: so, like, I, nice. I feel like if you have people getting on social media saying this is cool, there's going to be someone that's like, it's not cool, just to say it's not cool. Right.
3: And
0: yeah.
1: there's people that do stuff just to get a reaction, and I'm not one of those guys that subscribes to that mentality. Like, dude, I get <laughs> I get eaten up now. Like, I've never gotten as much heat as I've gotten now, um, you know, ever in my time of doing social media. But mm. it's cool because at the same time, I'm like, I guess I, I guess I reached people.
0: You know, you know, the cool thing is, like, they, they probably already right, followed your page, and so now yeah. you're getting paid from it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, the haters know. are paying The, the engagement
3: haters. keeps on the algorithm you know I anyway. Mean? Like, right. like, who Call cares, right?
0: You know, yeah, like, I mean, let I, the haters come. And that's that's what Gabe and I do. We, like, the the haters come in, and I'm like, we'll, we'll laugh about it because some of it's, like, racist and shit, and I'm like, there's no place for that here. But it's man. like, you know, we'll, you know, it's a hate
1: appreciate I appreciate the engagement aspect of it. Uh, sometimes it goes a little too far, but I will say that you know it, there's like I said, there's a gift to initiative. yeah, there's a gift to make people react. right It's like I get right. that from pro wrestling, right. They'll oh wait, if you're if you're if you're a good guy and you're getting you know cheered for, that's a good sign. If you're a bad guy and people are you know reacting, right? That's a good sign. Yes, if so. people are resting and there's no reaction, <laughs> that's a bad sign. Yeah. So it's like the same thing with social media. like if you're a content creator, and you're publishing content, and you're pushing out content, and nobody's responding or reacting. It's a really bad sign. So I'd rather have a hundred thousand people that are pissed off at me <laughs> uh, over a take or a hot take or a piece <laughs> of content than not reacting. Now, let's at all. be a
3: little bit more specific. We talk about the peso blue one. Yeah. Well,
1: you know that was a, that was an accident. I was actually in the room, and somebody had suggested that I do the video. I don't remember if it was my wife or if it was somebody else. Right. Like I don't remember exactly how that played out. Yeah. And whenever that happened, um, I was like, "All right, I'll do it." And I did it, and and then it just boom, it just went. And I didn't really want to do it. I'm not usually the type to let people influence my content, but I was, you know, I was like, "Man, I'm here. Like, I'll just do whatever. I don't yeah. care." And I did it, not thinking that I was gonna get a reaction to that degree. And I got it, and I was like, "Wow, what the fuck? Am I like, am I like the Howard Stern of <laughs> Latinos right now? Because like, like everything that week was catching, like the blood in, blood out. That the flame right. went on like."
3: But that shit is legendary, bro. Like, that yeah. shit, you know what I'm saying, like that shit.
1: I was hitting though, like I mean, you, I don't know if you saw the blood and blood out piece on TikTok and on Facebook, but man, like especially on Facebook, it went super crazy. Gotta check
0: that out because I love saying about those locos forever and say, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> So it was just one of those things where it's like, now I'm having to have it. Like even earlier this year, I had made a comment about Tank Davis wearing a Selena shirt, yeah, and it hit the food community. And I'm seeing these people post everything and like they're using they're using what I'm my opinion matters apparently now. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like everything I'm doing is under a microscope now. And it's starting to get a little uncomfortable in that sense, but yeah. at the same time, I'm like, well, you know. That's don't.
3: what you
1: do for. Hey, look, fuck, I'm getting a reaction. So now I now I'm I'm a little bit more like, okay, I have a responsibility to myself, to my people, to the culture, to who and what message I'm trying to get across to the public. Like if you are if you're really listening. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna see how much you're listening because I'm gonna say something that I want you guys to carry with
0: it, So But, but it's right. like like even that, the more we record, like I feel like if we don't get haters, we're not doing something right. Just the reaction, you know bro. what I mean? Yeah. Like we need positive and negative reactions. Yes. Does at, at does,
2: does end end that day, affect what you put out? The the thought that you you affect the culture, like you're you're such a people refer to you as like a godfather of the, that's, a, that's a good question, bro. Of the of the, of the Texas scene, like. So you're you're the on funk, the forefront. Yeah. Do, do you think about what you put out? Refer, you know, when people are calling you the Godfather.
1: Mm, I would say whatever they labeled me the Godfather in 2015, that that's put responsibility on me.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Like I felt like okay, if you're gonna call me the MVP of the league, sure. Now I got to play like the motherfucking MVP of the league. Yeah. Right? You got to show up. So yeah. I feel like after they labeled me that, I did that. And yeah. then after they inducted me into the Hall of Fame, I did that. And then after they labeled me a gatekeeper, I did that again. Like, anytime that they've ever put a label on me, you know, last year they labeled me the executive of the year. I got nominated for it. And I feel like right now I'm showing why they did that. I was about
3: to say that, bro. I think now, like, it's stamped. I think Louie's about to go crazy.
1: Yeah, well, Louie is going crazy. Going you know crazy, what I'm saying? Bro. But we'll, we'll get to that in a second. It's like, as all of that's happening, like, I already knew. Like, I already knew, you know, respect, all respect to Louie, like, I knew this was a part of my future. I just didn't know who it was gonna be with. Right. I didn't know it was gonna be with him, my, the first artist that I ever you know, worked with. But in regards to like, you know, I know what I'm capable of. Like, I know I'm a bad motherfucker when it comes down to it. And that's not being arrogant, that's just because I believe in myself. Yeah, sure. But does it put pressure on me? Yeah, dude, absolutely. Like, uh, I do think about what I put out and I always look into, like, I, I create, the way I used to write music, right? I, later on in my career, later on in my songwriting years, was how can I write the song to where it's gonna resonate with the live performance. Yeah. Cause I care about performing. Sure. So it's the same thing. Right now when I create content, how how can I how can this correlate to the performance? Right.
2: Make an impact.
1: How is this gonna perform? What am I trying to say? Do I mind doing a hot take on sports? Sure, I'll do it. Yeah. Shaquille knows the greatest sinner of all time. I'll say it.
2: Right? <laughs>
0: because
1: because like, I feel that facts. way. Because I feel that way. But is that really the the message I'm going to spread amongst everybody? Like, I know what narratives I believe in and that I want to create. So when I create, yes, that does factor into it. But there is times where I don't necessarily know the extent of how far my voice is going. And I don't know how much or how big it's gotten. Yeah. So when a peso pluma clip goes viral like that, and I did it just kind of halfway, like, eh, whatever... There's no more, ah, whatever. Like, yeah. like I'm there now. Yeah. These people are fucking tuned in. They're listening. And, okay, so I got them now.
2: I mean, them? And,
0: and there's no way to know, like, what's going to work, <laughs> right? <laughs> what's going to fucking go viral? What's not? Because, yeah. I mean, you know, we didn't think, you know, one of our, our past hosts, you know, comment on a, a famous football past player. guest. You know, was going to, yeah, my bad, was going <laughs> to go, you know, <laughs> hit, hit Sports <laughs> <laughs> Illustrated, right? I mean, like, you just don't know. I mean, you yeah. wake up Saturday shit. morning and you're like, oh shit, that went viral.
1: But I, I sometimes I craft, like people ask me whenever I do my interviews and I when I started doing the podcasting stuff, I uh, I'll know after the interview's done right away, like that's the clip. You know, yeah, I did the Bun sure. B interview? That's exactly happening.
3: I'm already like 10 steps ahead. Thank yeah. you. All right, that, that one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Whenever yeah. I did the Bun B interview, I remember I told my production team, as soon as we were done, that clip right there, that's it. Exactly. And, and I was right. I yeah. was right on the fucking money. Yep. I did an interview with DJ Paul, Three, Six, Mafia, And the interview was so dry, I could tell he did not want to do it. I could tell management, forced him to do it. I could, And we had planned this out. It was supposed to be 30 minutes, then 20 minutes, then the day of, they're like, you got 10 minutes. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> oh, right. Like, whatever. Yeah, like, Why did I, I, like, I
0: even show up for this? No, nah, man. I, I'm like,
1: <laughs> I know how to make chicken soup out of chicken shit. It's not a problem, right? <laughs> Mexican, not a Mexican, For sure. <laughs> so as soon as, as soon as like, I got in there and we started knocking it out, like, I was like, probably seven minutes in. Right. My head, because I know how to time it without anybody telling me to time it. Yes, sir. And I'm like, bro, this fucking interview sucks.
0: <laughs> like, there's nothing
1: <laughs> clickbait worthy out of this. I, got, yep. I brought my whole production team out for what? Yeah. This shit's whack. And then at the last thing, I'm like, it was like a hail mary in the fourth quarter with five seconds left. I, I said something and then it, it like opened it up and and it was unintentional. And I said to them he fucking went in and as soon as i heard him say it i was like boom went in got him, <laughs> and, I got, got got him. and i got that fucking clip you know what i'm saying sure. and i was, was just like and I, as soon as it was done i told my guy that's the
2: clip <laughs> so Thanks. that's one thing oh. i want to touch on is you've had some heavy hitters on your podcast
1: yeah i mean you know and all like. of that's been made possible from being a talent buyer and like i tell you guys whenever i became the promoter right and i transitioned into that role of my of my career right because yeah to kind of describe it in detail, it's, it's a lot more complex. But when I became the promoter, I established a, 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 a Rolodex of people. Sure. So I I don't have, you know, some of the same, um, I don't want to say battles, but I don't have some of the same... Hurdles. Hurdles that other podcasts have in getting guests. I mean, I still right. struggle with it because I don't want to interview just anybody and then convince them to come to the production studio. That, that requires work. Sure. Uh, so... You know, I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of people on my show and I've had a lot of conversations and as as the clips go, I got an amazing production team. So those guys make me look like a million bucks. So that opens up the door for people to want to do it. And then sure. they see the clips going viral. So that like, man, this guy has an audience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The You're same
2: right. reason you came here. It's yeah, it makes you an acid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean,
1: I mean, it makes me an acid. Yeah. Also, like, you know, when we talk about the interview, like I was trying to say, I don't really plan these conversations out. I go in with the conversation. I have a general idea of what, like, if you tell me, oh, man, you're about to interview Fat Joe or you're about to interview Kiss." in my mind, I have a general idea of what I'm going to say going into it sure. and where I want to kind of, you know, get my clips out of. Right. But
0: but you never fucking know. Yeah, I just go. I, just, <laughs> I mean, I,
3: just yeah, I would to, say That's probably because you're a student at the game, like music wise. Yeah, like, yeah, I would already know exactly what to ask them. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's probably different for a guest. Like you just have no idea about. But I mean, yeah, but, I,
0: mean I mean, Eric and I can contest to that too. Because we we walk into this half this shit, you know, blind. Like, uh, yeah, you, know, like yeah. you know what? Like <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Who's on today? Yeah, yeah. We like who is smooth, right? You know.
1: I mean, we could like, we could plan all day, but you always have to have that spur of the moment. Sure. Always, you have to be able to. You know, you know, just do it on the spot, improvise. Yeah,
0: you know, I, improvise. I want unscripted, nice. you know, real life shit. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want you to come in here prepared, ready to talk about, you know, this happened, this happened, this yeah, happened. Sure. You know, robotic. I want you yeah. to be you. I want yeah, people yeah. to know who you are. See, that's
3: what happened to us. That uh, that clip that went viral with the football player. Yeah, the pocket. <laughs> it was basically ended. He was like, "All right, man, thank you so much for for coming on." I was like, "Wait, wait, wait." I got one more question for you. The last question of the podcast, bro.
1: bro the Hail Mary in the last quarter. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, fact, the last
3: sure. fucking question. <laughs> Has 115,000 views on Instagram. Wow. Got published in uh, Sports Illustrated. Still List nation's going crazy on Facebook. Yeah, showing up on Google News. Like yep. It's it's wild. Right, that's how I seen it. I was on Google saying, <laughs> when was the best time to water your grass? At the bottom it says offensive lineman bashes Ben Roethlisberger. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I click on it and then boom, puts our back yeah, in the business. That's yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah, and I'm like, oh yeah. shit.
0: But
1: I mean, that's how it happens. I mean, look, sometimes you have conversation and you don't really intend for it to go there. I interviewed Genuine and that was actually the first one I had ever filmed. And it was probably my favorite, probably to me one of my personal favorites, if not my favorite, just because like I admired him as an artist. Sure. But... It went somewhere I did not expect that conversation. Did to he go have like a shirt on now. when he showed up? Uh yeah, he did actually Okay. I, I just had to ask. He did he actually. He never has a shirt on. <laughs> no, we, we talked about it. Uh, Eric's wife knows all about that. He started uh, I'm talking. Sure she does. He started talking about, you know, mental health. He started talking about his dad committing suicide. He talked about Aliyah. Like sure. in, yeah. in ways that I was like, as it was unraveling, I'm like, damn, this is this what? is pretty fucking good. Yeah. But I had no intent to like exploit that because it, it, yeah. to me it's like if I'm if I'm interviewing a guest, you know, and I'm promoting the episode, like I still want to be mindful of the guest, like they're opening up Basically. to me, and I don't want to make it so clickbaity. But we also have to. You want I mean, some content? It's, it's a trailer to the yeah. movie. Sure. You yeah. want to watch the movie? Yeah. You got you know yeah. you got to see the good parts of the movie on the trailer. Otherwise, like, like I don't really want to watch that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I don't want to watch that. Movie, and I mean, know?
0: and that's kind of like what you and I talked off of, off air is is that. You know, mental illness is a real thing. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. So, like to hear the fact that Genuine would even want to bring it up yeah. live on the air. That's asking for help almost. I mean, you know it's I mean? like, it's it like, can be. A, you get know. to a point too, like as a man, like desperation. You know, so I, I really kind of want to touch base on, on that, you know, to get a little bit more, not so much about Genuine, but just about just men in general. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. Um, I'd like to come back to that. All right, cool. Smooth, man. You know
1: We're talking about Being a manager And I'm like Managing what I'm Podcasting
2: <laughs> You know I what mean, I
0: mean. Dude, But that's That's what makes greatness Like you know But it's It's also a struggle Because I've noticed Like through the podcast Through The the break It's like The phone doesn't stop never. Life doesn't stop Never So So in In reality The hustle doesn't stop Right Never Never Never, never. But turn it off. But uh, Be Be all frank and, and in all fairness Like dude It's It's a struggle It's yeah. taxing it's, it's taxing on you it's taxing on relationships your kids your your <laughs> own self right because it's like no matter what you do you're you're trying to provide you're trying to and, but at the same time like when you're managing and promoting you're you're providing for, for these artists families you're, right. you're
2: trying to grow a company you're trying to grow a dream
0: yeah for sure everything else trying to, make, trying to build says, a bit of legacy
2: bro you know,
3: yeah you know, for I sure
1: think, i think it all comes yeah. with a cost you know you have to think about it like i try not to be a prisoner of the moment Sure. Right, like because we have a tendency to just be a prisoner of the moment, but then we also have a tendency to be a prisoner of work, yeah, a prisoner of Jesus. what's you know whatever's happening at the moment, right? Like which is exactly what we we're talking about. Like it, it, you get caught up in that, and you know I think at some point or another, you know we were talking off the record prior to all of this starting, but when we start talking about uh, mental health in specific, right, and when we talk about past traumas, and, um, you know, I think as men, as men, for us, it's not always a, a comfortable subject to address,
0: no,
1: especially when we're in the wrong.
0: It's so difficult.
1: Especially when we're in the wrong. As men, we have uh, we have trouble identifying traumas and how to handle traumas. And to be honest with you, when you're not taught how to be a certain way, when we're not taught how to properly love, when we're not taught, you know, um, to communicate and taught how to, you know, not only identify, but also how to deal with some of the problems that we have, uh, it's always better not to deal with them at all. Sure. At least that's the way we feel. Well, so we bear buried,
0: we buried in work. we, we bury buried, buried in all kinds of shit that just doesn't matter. There's no fulfillment.
1: Exactly. So I feel, you know, for me, you know, I've dealt with a lot of stuff in my life. Uh, now that I'm 38, I look back and I'm like, okay, you know, there's that, the, the steps, right? So there's the action, the reaction, and then the reaction to the reaction. So it's like a three steps. Sure. Right. <laughs> and then you kind of go back to the well, you know, if you really want to be technical, what was the root of the action that started everything? Sure. And when you really kind of start digging in, it gets uncomfortable. And you start realizing like, wow, I'm not over these things. Or wow, I was impacting more than I realized. And you you start kind of coming to this realization that this the fact that you were never able to like even know because you didn't know how to address it, or you didn't sure. know how to label these things, your decision-making was impaired.
2: Was yeah, skewed. I mean, there, there was, was an alteration
0: skewed. that happened, you know, throughout your life because of this trauma. And you, you suppress it, you bury it, and you just kind of move on. But it, yet, it follows you in the background.
1: It's like you, you put up all these layers, and you put up all these... Um,
2: walls? These walls. to create a persona to get I, away from it.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's all built up. It's all built up, and then you... you you look back and you're like wow this really impacted a lot of people it came at the cost of you know my marriage the cost of my children the cost of you know all this st- stuff and it's not that i don't love what i do right i do love what i do but there's also this part of me that's like now that i'm older like i am able to say it yeah and now i got to work through it really work through it because we're always afraid to put in the work because we're afraid to go back to the place that Put us there to begin with It hurts Yeah it hurts
0: It hurts to go back
1: It does It does It hurts whenever you kind of go back And you start realizing like Oh wow I'm not over this Right Oh wow I never dealt with this And I think You know for me What I want to encourage Everybody that's watching Everybody that's listening Entrepreneurs You know It's okay To like Take time To decompress Right Because when I was younger man I didn't decompress at all It was always go 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 and then you would put band-aids on gunshot wounds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's still hemorrhaging. Yeah, it's like it, it works for what, like a minute or two. Yes, yeah, sure. it doesn't really work at all because you're not really taking care of the underlying. And naturally, I'm a leader. Naturally, I know how to like sure. you know lead. But at the same time, I don't want to lose myself in the process. Right. And I think we have a tendency at times to lose ourselves in the process. We have to be emotionally intelligent enough to. Be aware and to realize, like, hey, you know what? Like, I love what I do, but it can't come at the cost of people that we really that really love us and that we really sure. love as well. And that's just the, the reality of well, it. Well, I
0: mean, this right? is it's like one of the things I said early on when we started this podcast. I told Eric, I said, look, I said, at, at, think about the people that are going to cry at your funeral, <laughs> and it's like everybody else that you can't name in that list, they don't matter. Yeah, and 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 it really stuck with me when I heard that from somebody, and I was like. I was like, wow. I was like, there's, there's a slight few people that would actually cry at my funeral, and they're the ones that get the least amount of time for me.
1: Well, think about the, the decisions we make in life, right? You know, the decisions we make dictate the life that we lead. Sure. Uh, it's very important to understand that when we're going to, through these things and that, you know, we're we're experiencing these changes, these shifts in our lives, the, the, like really the maturity. Yeah. You know, I'm always like, man, when you're in your, your teens, you're just... <laughs> You're just living. But when you're in your 20s, you start kind of figuring it out. But when you're in your 30s, you're reflecting and you're processing it. Yeah. When you're able to process and you're looking back, you know, okay, this is why I'm the way that I am. Sure. Right? Uh, though it may be uncomfortable at times, like, it's part of who you are. And especially when you have kids, you know, I got three kids. Yeah. You know, I want to set the example to them and be like, look, you know, I wasn't taught how to properly love by my parents,
0: respectfully to them,
1: you know. Um, but I can't do that to you. Right. And I don't want to do that to you. And I'm not going to do that to you.
0: What's What's wild is, you know, my, my wife and I, we often have a conversation about that because my upbringing was totally different than her upbringing. Hers is very structured, military-based, um, very loving parents, very active parents, very involved, right? And I, and I reflect back on my life, and it's like, you know, at one point, you know, two parents, at 11, one parent. And it's like, I did not learn the same things that she learned or felt the same thing she felt. And it's like, you know, there's traumas created that you don't realize until later in life. But it's but it's interesting enough that when you hit your 30s, you start you reflect back. Yeah. And, it, and you don't realize how much of a role that actually played.
1: Everything, man. Everything you you. you I think for me, without going too deep, I, I just remember certain things in my life that I'm like, wow that stuck with me yeah. and I'm not over it and, sure. I'm, and I'm okay with saying I'm not over it, but you know, masking it with the work, masking it with the persona, masking it with like, I'm, I'm done with that. I don't right. want to do that anymore. No well, what's crazy it's is, is just how,
0: you know, it's like, it's like a shadow. It follows you, but you don't realize it. You know, you're not looking back at it cause you're always looking forward at what's next. And it just, it creeps up on you eventually. And, and that's what happened to me in January. It's like everything for my entire life 37 years creeped up on me in one instant and I was like, what is going on? It's like I have success, right? I have a beautiful family. I've got anything I can imagine that I want. Mm-hmm. And like I, I want for nothing, but yet I am dark. I'm depressed. I'm holding a gun to my head. It's like, what is wrong with me? Right. Yeah. What created this monster within? And so you, you start reflecting on it. I'm like, where's my fulfillment at? You know, yeah. I remember reaching out to Eric and, and a couple other people. I'm like, I feel nothing.
1: Well, you want me to tell you something, man? I I, uh, I want to say something really important and I want people to understand what I'm about to say. When people hear the word depression, they automatically mm-hmm. think the most extreme form of depression. Sure. They automatically associate with it with suicide or whatever the case may be. The same thing with traumas. They automatically associate traumas with um you know child abuse or molestation or whatever the the case may be but the truth is depression and trauma's aren't always the most extreme version of it but when it's untreated it's untreated yeah and when it's untreated and you don't know how to process it you don't know how to articulate it you don't know how to you know really you know address it properly it gets left undone and it will creep up with it will creep up on you when you least expect it yeah and when it happens, you're like, wow, wow, like I'm not over all these things, and I should, like, though I'm able to mask some of it, you know, I'm not saying I'm depressed by any stretch of the imagination, but there's parts of me that, you know, I'm like, oh wow, like this, this needs improvement, right? And I'm at a point in my life where I want to improve those things because it's it's affected so many people in the process, yeah. you know, like I, I'm selfish, right? Yeah. Because when you're chasing a dream, it comes at the expense of being selfish, you have to be all about this one thing. Right, but I didn't want to do that and hurt people in the process. And I have hurt a lot of people over the
0: years. Well, it, it's it's interesting enough though that like you did not realize you were hurting all these people. Yeah, you know, you're like it's like I'm following my dream. Mm-hmm. I'm chasing this grind. I'm working my ass off, and I'm doing it for my family. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for the the industry. I'm doing it for everybody around me. At the same time, you're struggling without knowing it.
1: Yeah. Well, what you're doing is you're 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 just putting it off. You're prolonging this thing that's gonna catch up to you at some point or another. And it's kind of like it's kind of like putting off a bill, right? You're like, oh, that bill collector's coming. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to pay (laughs) it at one point. And yeah, and so it's like you're paying you're gonna pay for it. But I I mean, like I said, I mean the biggest thing right now is uh, where I'm at in my life today as a professional and on a personal level. I'm. I'm focused on growth, you know, like I'm focused on self-development, self-awareness. You know, we talk about emotional intelligence, identifying things that got me to where I'm at. And I'm not talking about just from a successful standpoint. I'm talking about how to be be a better human being, a better leader, a better father, better whatever, right? Like I want to be better, period. And, you know, um, in order for me to be better, I also have to revisit the things that got me here. And some of that stuff is uncomfortable. Like I mentioned, some of that stuff does require... Uh, you know, facing, I guess, the skeletons in the closet or the demons per se. And um, one thing I'm not afraid of is to be, to be, to own up to that. Yeah, Because some of that stuff, like, it all came from a place that, that, like I said, was compromised, that was impaired. It all came from a place of just untreated trauma and untreated certain things. And, like, I'm not saying, like, in a way that I'm not, I'm broken, you know, what yeah. I mean? like, but you can't fix what you don't know is broke.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know but I mean? that's exactly the case. You can be, you can be broken, and in a, in a sense, right? I'm not calling you broken, but as far as like, like my own standpoint, like, you can be functionally broke, you know, inside you know what i mean and and eric can contest because eric and i we both have our different traumas right we both have calling
2: me functionally broke right yeah absolutely
0: (laughs) but but i'm but not not right now not right now but i mean we all have there you can never undo all the traumas it doesn't matter how hard you try it i don't care if you get a therapist you get mentorship you get friends you can't continuously you can't undo them all it's just not possible but what I can tell you is, like, in your life, Eric, when mm-hmm. I came into your life, mm-hmm. right, 15 years later, it's noticeably different, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it's right. Different. But, but <laughs> that's so what I'm different. saying. But if somebody jumps in, right, but when yeah. you're alone, right, I felt utterly alone. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife, she was trying. She was trying hard, but, but I was made to feel like that was part of my problem, right? And it wasn't. She was never the problem at all. Sure. Right, I had this like monster living inside me, and it, and it was my traumas, it was my my personal fears, my everything that was coming at me all at once, mm-hmm. and I was losing sight of what was important, and that was my family. Oh, don't lose sight, well, was, right?
1: You know, I mean, I, I can relate to that because now, when you're saying that, and as I'm hearing you say that, I'm looking at my relationship, right, and my relationship was altered, and I feel the way that it was altered was because. When my mother passed away, that it, that it, it really fucked me up. Yeah. And I don't think that I realized how much it fucked me up. And some people might view it as an excuse, but the truth is, this is what it is. Like, I didn't deal with it, haven't dealt with it. And when you start talking about, uh, you know, blaming somebody else, you start projecting. And when you start projecting, you know, you're not realizing that you're projecting. You're sure. not realizing, like, man, you know what I'm doing is I'm projecting these these feelings, these emotions, this this anger, this...
0: Insecurities.
1: Whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, you're you're basically saying I need someone to blame for this happening. Yeah, and I'm gonna blame the closest person next to me. Sure. And unfortunately, that's unfair to them. But that's just what we do. And, and, this is what, unfor- well, not not what we do. That's what we've done. You right. You know what it, I mean?
0: It's it's unintentional. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, my wife should never have been a the brunt of my, my issues, my insecurities, my traumas, everything. But guess what? She was the closest one to me, the one that cared the most about it. So she faced the most. And and it's unfortunate. In you know? some
1: cases, they don't even realize the extent of it. And they themselves don't know how to identify that right. or label it, right? Especially growing up in a Latin home, you know, in a Hispanic household, like the word mental health or mm-hmm. like therapy or counseling or any type of like thing remotely close to depression. That shit was frowned upon. Like we're not supposed to be talking about that. At least not that's that's the way we were raised, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. suck it up, keep going through it, figure it out, and that's what I've done. Yeah. But again, it catches up, and then it comes at the expense of, you know, fracturing relationships, and that's just not something I'm willing to do anymore. Right? You know, that's, I'm not. I don't wanna. I'm not trying to hurt nobody no more. Like, I've put too much people through too much, and and when I say people, starting with my wife, yeah, right? you know, starting with uh, not just her, but also you know people close to me. Like, right. I'm just not. I'm so. I want to be so removed from that version of
0: myself. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the wife comes first, then the kids, then the friends. It's like it's. Well, I talk to it's, my. It's not know, intentional, right? I,
1: I talked to my daughter yesterday, and I had the most adult conversation I've, I've ever had with her. And just hearing her talk, she's thirteen. She's talking about wanting to study psychology, and I said, "Well, you want to know a little thing about <laughs> psychology?" I said, "I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you something about psychology." And I want you to know um, that, for me to you, right, um, a little bit about myself. Right. And I told her in that graphic that I showed you guys, mm-hmm. the one about the... I, I, sh- I shared it with her first. I said, I want you to see this. And I basically gave her an example. As kids, we are programmed by our parents. And Whether they realize it or not, we have to be the ones to realize it as well because we're basically a byproduct of them yeah how they show us how they teach us our whole entire makeup is them and the same thing applies to our kids what we do directly impacts them because we are their reference yeah we are how they're going to operate you know what i'm saying like they're like our little custom sure builder bear or whatever you want to call it. like a little you know, i mean the, they're the better figure.
0: version of us but you're right if if you don't everything they're a sponge dude they they literally absorb everything you do good or bad
1: i told my daughter i said you're gonna get to a point when you're 17 18 19 20 years old and something's gonna happen in your relationship and you're gonna respond a certain way and you're gonna go god damn it that's because of my dad yeah or because of my mom or because of whatever right because that you know we we society makes you believe that uh, a couple uh or, or happiness looks like married couple picket fence you know, children, yeah. and everybody's happy, but there's no such thing as a perfect marriage. No. There's no such thing as, <laughs> you know, this this make-believe picture right. of what happiness
0: is. Pleasantville doesn't exist. I it, mean, it just doesn't.
1: No, and, it, and and you know, the thing about it is is that the majority of my friends that I grew up with, yeah. both of their parents aren't even married. Right. So I was very fortunate to grow up in a household with two parents, but, you know, at the same time, I saw the other side of it, too, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I saw the uh the the unhappy side of it you know and i'm not trying to you know air out my family business because you know at the end of the day you know i know my father tried and he's a good guy like i don't think he's a bad guy but it stems from his and if the the curse isn't broken it will continue to be a cycle and then you know my my kids are going to think it's okay to be this way and i don't want them to think that way. does that
2: affect the way you parent I mean, you're you're looking at the way your dad did things and you're trying to not be that person.
1: I say that, you know, I grew up saying I never wanted to be like him. And then I'm just like him when I get older and I'm like, damn, I'm just like him. Right. Right. But I'm looking at, you know, currently, maybe because it's what I'm dealing with today. Mm -hmm. You know, the parenting conversation that we're having today, does it impact it? Yes. Because I still want to be a better parent. Sure. I'm not the parent like though I'm present. I'm not giving my kids the amount of time they deserve because of the business, because of this. So, you know, they always say in business, right, the genius isn't the genius. The genius is the person that hires the genius. Right. We want to get to the point where, you know, I'm working smarter, not working harder. I want to get to the point where I'm, you know, running a company, but I'm not the one running (laughs) for the company and at the company. I'm running the company from where I'm at. You know, I have employees in place. I have workers in place because I want to free up time for my kids, because I've sacrificed a lot. Yeah. And, you know, you miss moments that you're not going to get back. And, you know, you want to make believe that it's all for the sacrifice. Oh, it's all we're sacrificing for the better right. good of this, of this dream. Man, dude, look, that dream ain't going to hug
2: you back.
0: No,
1: that dream ain't gonna kiss you back. That dream ain't gonna love you back. If right. anything, that dream is gonna move right the fuck on the moment you decide to That sounds you ain't terrible. The fuck that dream. <laughs> but but no, but it's a, it's a figurative right because the dream yeah. really is an illusion. Yeah. Success as a whole is an illusion. Like, how do you define what success is? Yeah. Right. We used to say, well, man, you know, uh, success is just making a living off of what we love and working for ourselves, or whatever the case may be, right? That's what success is. And for me, I've been able to do that now for, you know, though it's been a roller coaster for the last eight plus years, 10 years, I've been able to live off of my passion, off of my childhood dream. So technically, my dream came true.
0: But do you have fulfillment?
1: No, because I still feel like I want more. No, I still feel like I want more. I'm at a place now where I'm a lot more comfortable because I'm a lot more self-aware. Right. And even if I was faced with a past problem or something surfaces from my past, uh, I, I have no problem facing it anymore because I know like, that's not the version that I am today. Yeah, I'm not even who I was three months ago. What makes you think I'm the person that I was three years ago?
0: But isn't it crazy? You're 38 years old and you're like, you know what? I fucking everything I was doing, everything I was thinking, everything that has happened, it's like it comes to light. Yeah, for sure. And you're like, shit. Like what, what to do now, right? That was me in January. Yeah, you know, this this is, is no cap. Like August. literally, January twenty third, like my life fucking flipped the script, yeah. and I'm like, what do I do now? Yeah. And and I literally just like, you know, I sat there, I prayed on it, I figured out like real quickly, and, and it's like that's when you know my producer came in my life, and and certain people that I had kind of like pushed out of my life, who would cry at my funeral, stepped up and said, look, dude, you're not okay, yeah. right? You know, Eric being one of them, you know, my wife, she literally battled for two fucking years trying to get my shit straight. And I could not see the problem. I couldn't see it. I thought she was just attacking my work ethic. I thought she was attacking this and this. And it's like, holy shit. She's not attacking anything. She's just like trying to show me, hey, you know, your sons. I've got four boys. And it's like, dude, my 18 year old just graduated last year. Mm -hmm. Right. He's going UTD. and It's like this all happened around that same time. I'm like, holy shit. My oldest son, I lost majority of the time, right? Yeah. And then my next son graduates this year. I miss majority of that time yeah, because I'm tracing what? Financial yeah. freedom? A dream? A passion? Hmm. Like, what am I doing? Because I'm doing it for my family is what I've been telling myself.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? Not, you know? But at the end of the day, it's like my family is going to move on without me if I don't fucking change something. Yeah. And I learned real quick right then and there, I'm like, how, in, how fucked up my view was.
1: Yeah, bro. Trust me. I, I, relate. <laughs> I relate on so many levels because, you know, you talk about managing talent. You talk about dedicating your time to talent. Like, I love the talent I work with. Don't get it fucked up. Those, they all are an extension of me. Right. And in a lot of ways, like, I parent the way I want to parent through them. Yeah. Right? Uh, I give those guys more life lessons than I give my own kids at times. Uh, so they become, in a sense, kind of like that, right? Sure. Even though we're the, they're not that much off of age, but, um, you know what I'm saying? like It's like, you know, as much as I spend a lot of time like with those people, I know they care about me, but it's, again, you know, it's, it's different. Yeah. And I want to be able to free up time for my kids, not because I'm having self-doubt. Look, man, everything I said I was going to do, I've done. Yeah. Ten times over, I've proved everybody wrong. I said I was gonna do this, I did it. And I do it at a high level, and I continue to do it at a high level. So I'm not at the least bit, you know, concerned about legacy at this point. Yeah. You, you,
0: know I mean? you know, my wife, she put it very simply. And and I don't know if your wife did this, but she looked at me and she said, Look, if you go broke, I'm still here. Yeah. Your kids are still here. Your family is still here. So at what point do you realize that that's the important step because you know what some people have you seen in your career and mine bitches come i mean not bitches bitches coming but come and go. But, <laughs> but no like people like i was going to say bitches you know like in general like bitch ass people right uh, people come, people come out of the fucking woodwork yeah right? right they come out of w- the yeah. woodwork when you have success right Correct. But then like when you're struggling, you're broke, I'll you're this, you're that. that.
1: There's no fucking people. I will never forget whenever I had a one bedroom apartment with no bed. Right. I will never forget that. Cuz I know I don't This is the thing I tell people like listen. Right now there's a lot of success. Yeah. And I mean beyond just Louis the singer, like I was already pacing to have an amazing year as a content creator sure. and as a promoter. And all the cool things that I've been working on. But I do not want to be the motherfucker that worked his whole life to get to the Super Bowl, right? Right. Baby Bash is calling me right now.
0: Yeah. Oh, So shit. can we pause real quick? Yeah, Can absolutely. I take it? We're going to take a pause for the cause. Put him on speaker. Hey, what's up, Bash?
1: Vegas. What up, bro? You
0: were, you were having a good year, even without Louie, you know, is, is the main focus. And, you know... You've come to terms, right? Struggling, going through this. And the one thing that I've noticed too is like men in general. Like, we think we're just like we're hard as a rock. We're impenetrable. Yeah, like, you know, we're supposed to be we're supposed to be the strength, we're supposed to be the leader, we're supposed to be everything for everybody. Not just our family, but everyone else, right? Yeah.
1: So I know what I was gonna say. What I was trying to say was I was already on pace to have this amazing year. And then, you know, this stuff that happens with Louie. But what I was trying to get to was, I, I've been telling everybody this lady, it's not that I'm struggling. You know, whatever I'm dealing with right now internally is something that I need to, that I should have a long time ago, and I'm proud of myself to be able to identify it. But what I was trying to say is, I never wanted to be the fucking guy that worked his whole life to get to the Super Bowl, finally gets to the Super Bowl about, and is about to win the Super Bowl, and looks around, and the people that got into the Super Bowl right. aren't even his fucking teammates anymore. Well, that's the worst feeling because you know what? Now you have a whole new group of people around you. Like, well, oh shit, y'all motherfuckers didn't even help me get here. You. you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to, I want to, I want to eat with the ones I struggled with. I want to win with the ones I struggled with. You know, that's the beauty of the Louis the Singer relationship. You know, me and him. You know, I know you guys want to know a little bit more about our dynamic. I discovered him at, like he was a kid when I discovered him. Right? right. I, I brought him into the music industry and. At the, to the best of my abilities, from the time that I met him up to about 2011, 2012, I taught him as much as I could teach him. Yeah. I brought him around situations. Literally one week after meeting him, he was on stage in front of twelve hundred people, and then the week after that, he was in front of the people that he looked up to the most because right. I was ha- I happened to be opening up for them. So he realized instantly from being around me, this is possible. Yeah, you know, I, this guy's going to put me in a position, and I've never stopped doing that. Yeah, there was times in our in our careers and our relationship where it was tested but to me the mark of having a true friendship is being able to get into a fight and still be friends after yeah right are we still friends you know
2: every day bro even after i fired you
1: you know because it's because it's so it is so easy for a relationship to get tested and give up and be like fuck that i don't want to deal with that person anymore and don't get me wrong we've both had our breaking points where we're like you know what you know whatever but at the end of the day, to get to a point now where here we are, he's having success as an artist. He's fucking crushing it. The people that are around him today, yeah, the DJ Chico, his engineer, you know our engineer, good friend of mine, fifteen years. You know the guy that's handling his sound right now, another fifteen years. Me, sixteen years. These people that are around him, even his security, these are people that have been around him for years. Right. It's not like hey, I leveled up. I don't know any of you guys. Fuck you is a guys. New, new, new guys. Nah, man, this is new guy. This yeah, is what no, it is, no bro. No Hollywood type shit. Yeah, I man. Like, people don't realize. It. And like, you know, for me, he knows 1,000 fucking percent what I'm capable of. And even up to certain, thing, there's certain things that he still doesn't know that I'm capable of doing. Right. But the beauty of it is is that you're about to find out. You right. know what I'm saying? And we're about to find out together. ASAP.
0: But, you know, so I want to kind of back up, you know, so... I personally, you know, I, I caught on to Louie about I don't know, about a month ago. Yeah. My producer Friday put me on to him and I'm like, damn. See he that luckily that's the guy who
3: shoots his videos and yeah. shoot my videos for like seven years. So I knew I knew Louie was coming, pause. Yeah. Way before <laughs> he came. So but no, shit. I mean like, I was like, fact, Oh yeah.
0: Like like he's legitimately talented, right? Yeah. And and I love his vibe, I love his sound, I love just everything about him. And it's like following your Instagram journeys, right? It's like you know you guys are doing big things. You guys were at Universal the other day, like, like some Selling did, out of tours,
3: bro. So which is hard to do?
0: Yeah, That's yeah. I mean, it, do, it, it, it's crazy. And and I, I I dude, I I will literally have in my prayer tonight, like for Louis' success. Like I I believe in what he's doing, and I believe what you're doing, smooth. But like, how did this? go from 16 years ago to now like how did that happen
1: man i think it's you know we both had to go through what we went through we both had to hit those 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 highs and those lows you know what i mean like you know his journey was different than mine you know he was always just an artist yeah that's all he's ever done he's never not been an artist and in between being an artist he was also getting in trouble you know what i'm saying and you know he had to go through that to grow up to mature and i mean look we're all still a work in progress. Don't get <laughs> fucked up. You know what right. I mean? Like, uh, and nobody's perfect. Right. Uh, and, you know, he endured some really, you know, like I said, even our relationship was tested. Yeah. But we were men. Like I said, and as as to me, you can't really have a true friendship if you can't fight and get over it and move yeah. forward with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because if you get into an argument and your relationship is there, was it really a friendship? Was it real, a really a real relationship? Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like um,
0: That's why my circle is small as fuck.
1: You know, they, 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 they use the term, hurt people hurt people, right? People with hurt feelings will do t- stuff to be hurtful to, yeah. towards people. But I will wow. say that, you know, it's, it's there's no other way to word it in my opinion other than God intervening at this point. You know, he sure. he's, peace, he's putting us together because it was always meant for us to have that journey right. together. You know, right. when I brought him in the game, you know, I would tell people all the time, this kid is the most naturally talented kid I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And I would tell people, this guy is going to be as big as whoever the artist was at right. the time. And some people were like, yeah, all right, whatever, bro. You're overselling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, and here we are all these years. later, and I'm like, man, I told you, I'm yeah. like, it was always him. I yeah. didn't realize it was always him at times. I yeah. questioned that because the maturity aspect and then our personal relationship and the amount of times it got tested, but... We had a conversation earlier this year uh, where I I feel we just made amends. You know, we made amends with everything that went on, everything that we've been through. Uh, we addressed everything privately between us. And yeah. sometimes I'll see people try to like bring this version of him that he was and talk about what what you know the way he was, whether it was you know problematic or not. Like, um, and I'm like, at what point do you give people the opportunity to be the, the, the
0: you know to change well that's that's right. the thing people want to fucking hold on to who you were nobody wants to let let like the growth of, of smooth the growth of Louie the growth of whatever right because we're we're not a product of who we were yeah right we've learned yeah. it and if you don't move on from it right but that's that's all like these media sources and everybody want to do is they want to hang on the past right they want to yeah. they want to talk about you know who was smooth who is Louie it doesn't matter
1: it's it's a, to me at this point Part of what makes his story appealing is the redemption story. It is the fact that there's history. It, it, there is, like, a connection to the public because of the fact that we we see that this is authentic. You know, it's a story that's a real story. It's not a fabricated yeah. one. And then what's what's really cool is that now, after all these years of me shedding light on him, he's now able to shed light on me because right. his audience is growing, you know, and it's growing big. So now people are becoming familiar with my story. Yeah. And now our story becomes even more compelling to a new audience. Like, I mean, I'm convinced at this point we're on pace to have a documentary, uh, whether it's his documentary, whether it's my documentary, whether it's a separate documentary of the journey, uh, because it's so compelling to see how this is playing out because now you have a balance. You have an artist that's been, you know, that's clicking on all cylinders and you have a promoter that has all these years of experience as a promoter. Right. uh, Able to click on all cylinders. So now it it basically is... (laughs) you know it is legitimately like a perfect that's the,
0: timing dude that's the, that's the great thing too like when you find that person like where you don't lose sight you know what i mean like like louie right now he could lose sight of you yeah. you know what i mean like if he was you know he's obviously ne- not going to do that cuz y'all's friendship your relationship you but know. you see all these mm-hmm. people like coming up in the industry and like they start losing sight of how they got there yeah they forget the the guy like who believed in them from the beginning I've been,
1: you know, I've been sharing video clips of some of the interviews that Louis did when he got out of prison, and I had I didn't actually watch a lot of these. Yeah, you know what I mean, not because I didn't care; I just never watched them. I didn't even know some of them existed. Right. And the amount of times that he talks about me, he's always made it a point to let it be known that you know I was his starting point. Sure. And in a few of those interviews, he's always let it be known that I'm the one that he wants to be part of his career in that yeah. capacity. And it's all because of trust. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. And if, if all else, if it's not personal trust, it's trust with the business. Yeah. Because I share this all the time. It's like, you have to be able to align yourself and work with people that are going to um, know you and yeah. know what they're doing and that are masters at their craft. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a master at my craft. I just talked about earlier, eight years <laughs> of being in fucking going to life school, life promotion school. Like, I put in work. Right. And he's aware of the work that I put in. And he's able to trust, like, all right, you know what? I don't have to to have my... Hand on the wheel, yeah. You know this guy could fucking drive this car and take us to the where we need to sure. get to. All I all I need to do is just focus on being the creative that I am, and the gaps are going to be filled.
0: I mean, that dude, that it, it's awesome. Like, and and I I wish Louis, I wish you all the the success with this because I think I think Louis is, it's the next thing popping. Like, you know, I'm hoping that you know one day it's uh you know I'm gonna see some big names featured on his songs because I mean like he's open for big dudes. Yeah, I and mean it's I, like dude, I'll tell he's, you this the right man bro
1: right now um I'll be shocked if in the next six to eight weeks he's not announcing a record deal I mean obviously it has to be the right situation right but I mean I think we're 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 getting close to that sure you know um being able to have you know we have the show coming up to Saturday I just got notified right now while I was here that The CEO, the label is going to be flying in. Like these people are really pursuing him. And there's not nothing more rewarding than to be able to put in work and to see people wanting, like, you know, hey, we want to fucking work with you. So it's the same thing with me, man. Like, I know what part I've played. I don't need to broadcast it to the world anymore. He knows the role that I've played. People that have kept up with the journey since the very beginning know the role that I've played. And I'm at peace with that. You know, uh, I want this to be his moment. You know, nobody wants to work 16 years. And get to that point And somebody else Get the credit for it yeah. Yes it is a team effort Everybody deserves their Their just due But right now I want him to get his just yeah. due Like yo you're the superstar bro
2: so, uh, You'll be the superstar
1: You know what I mean But so,
2: Do, but, you, do but, you get a cut on that record deal?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about All that man, look, I'm mm. a, I, If I'm his manager Yeah I get a percentage Of his earnings For sure yeah, for But sure, for I'll sure. say this Like It's not about that even Because right. To be real with you Like just seeing him fulfill what I knew that he could fulfill, it's rewarding as a mentor. Right. As someone that cares about you. Like, bro, I could look, I tell people all the time, I will be perfectly fine if he gets there, and that's where it stops. Yeah. Because I just wanted him to get there. But to me, if he gets to a point to where he signs a deal or big things start, even bigger things start happening, um, you know, of course I want to see it through. Cause you know, like right. I, I'm gonna like, what I'll do, I already know what I'll do. If for whatever reason, the working relationship was to end or yeah. not be in the same capacity. I'll be critiquing every move, like he should be doing this, he should be doing that. And the moment I see something, dude, like, man, fix that. Yeah, oh, you should do that. It's, it's <laughs> something
0: about seeing people come up, dude. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, I've I've helped a lot of entrepreneurs. I've helped a lot of normal people. I've helped a lot of people just kind of like find their goal, find their dreams. You know, see through their vision. And it's like my my fulfillment is seeing that that happen. Yeah. You know, sure. whatever capacity that is getting the job you want, getting the car you want, the house you want, like, finding happiness and fulfillment. Like, dude, there's, there's, Absolutely. you can't put money on that.
1: Bro, that, it'll fulfill me to see him fulfill this. Right. But, you know, at the same time, it's not all predicated off the percentage or the money or whatever. Right. Because I, I'm one of the people that knows how to make their own money. Sure. I'm, I'm a promoter. I can go and promote more events and still have a career outside of this. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I want this to work, though. Right. You know, so I'm not going to speak in an arrogant way. I'm saying, though, if you've worked this long, he deserves to have his shine. Regardless, I know what role I played. 100%. And I know that no matter what happens for the rest of his career when he's on that stage, I am I played a big part of that, and there's a part of me that's there. So I'm good. Like, right. people don't understand. I'm so good. Like, I'm so happy to see it come to, to where it's at uh, for for our legacy. But you know what? I will say this, though. Um if you ever watched the movie Hercules, the cartoon, the Disney movie Hercules, yes, sir. there was um, Phil, the character where he, he's, you know, always looking for the Greek God, that one Greek God that defined his legacy. Like, basically, he needed that one, that one person to yeah. solidify him as the the guy. Uh, I feel that right now, uh, whether, like, again, I do I knew I was going to get that person. Right. Never would have thought it would have been the first person that I worked with. I, even though I believed <laughs> in him in the beginning, yeah. To see it come full circle, like he's going to be the one that stamps me as that executive. He's the one that's going to stamp me as right. the as the person as the the manager. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I've I've been a great manager to XB Valentine. I don't ever want to take anything away from her, and I've done a lot of great things with her because she's you know I developed her and I've right. helped develop her in a way that you know nobody could have envisioned for her. And I'm taking on more talent right now and I'm working with more talent, not to mention all the social media accounts that I run and I manage on that side. Like, I've had a hand in so many people's careers, uh, but I, I've yet to have that one artist that people identify, I'm like, that's his artist or that's the artist that he helped, you know, build. And, right. you know, and I'm not taking anything away from Louis because, man, I'm telling you right now, this whole country thing, this is all his idea. Yeah. This is all his concept, you know what I mean? This is all... Well, him. I got a question about that.
3: You know, me coming from the in- the music industry... I like the you know the inside details. So, going to the radio stations with you know the country music, mm-hmm. are they kind of are they shutting that down? Uh,
1: they- I mean, I mean I'll be honest with you, we're not even really focused on radio yet. You know, like we haven't really gone that route. He prior to me, kind of coming back in the picture and taking over his business and his you know his career. Uh, he had a situation where you know he tried to do a contest and they basically shut him down.
3: Um, are they are they considering him country?
1: I don't think they do, but I you know I think contemporary you know right now obviously the people that we work with are right um, because he's a country pop. You know, he has a little bit of the country hip hop element right. to it. You know, a little bit of what Jelly Roll does. You know,
0: but yeah. I mean, that's big right now. I mean, yeah, Jelly, it is. Jelly Roll's major success. Kane Brown's major success. And it's like yeah. and Jelly like,
3: Roll started off with rap. You know what know? I mean? Uh,
0: I mean, he fits I, right I, into
1: that mold. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's also breaking the norm. Right. It's yeah. also breaking the traditional format of country. We haven't really tested radio, to be honest yeah. with you, but it's also because right now, when you really look at a career and you look at business from. You know, you look at the business side of it. It's like, well, how, how do we define the next move? Well, sure. first and foremost, we have to get a lipness test as to where we're at right now. Where are we at currently? Right. And right now, we're finding out in real time where we're at. So now that we're getting a better idea of how much like real hard tangible fans he has, then the next move makes is going to be a lot easier to make. Right. I mean, you, you have know, to collect data. I mean,
0: honestly, we, we talk about Louis all day because he's he's phenomenal. He's amazing. Um and and yeah. to our fans out there like don't, don't not sure. sleep on Louis the singer cuz I tell you what. Oh, they're not sleeping on him. He's uh he's, he's he's something else man and and shout out to Louis dude you're you're amazing. Superstar. Um you know we're following you early on but dude like for real like I like it you're you're going to top that chart. Um but I dude I, I really I I want to say something like like I'm a big Paul Wall fan, right? <laughs> Growing up 90s, 2000s, mm. like... Now Paul talking, Wall, baby. Like, I want to talk about that song ice, down man. here with Paul Wall. Yeah. Like, dude, that shit was fire. <laughs> uh-huh. like, like, what started, like, in, in that career, like, what started your relationship with Paul Wall? Uh, So I
1: started as a promoter, like I mentioned, and I booked him in 2009, and that's how the relationship started. Yeah. And I just kept the relationship with him all, all these years later, you know, and we, he's just, I've always booked him. The one thing about Paul... um. The one thing about him um, that I, I've i always felt, uh, I've always felt that Paul Wall is the most recognizable rapper in all of Texas. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's the most successful. I'm saying he's the most recognizable. And right. Honestly, that right. kind of correlates with popularity. Sure. So, um, case in point. I mean, it's it's if we, the ice man, Paul Wall. If we he's a fucking man. If, was to, if, we, if, Bun, B, if Bun B... Slim Thug, Scarface, Camillionaire, Paul Wall, all walk into Walmart in, in the same day. I'm convinced Paul Wall would be the first one to be recognized. And if they all came in at different times, sure, I'm sure they'll all get recognized. But I think Paul is just someone you just as soon as you see him, that's Paul Wall.
0: I mean, yeah. dude, I, I honestly miss the the glory days of Houston rap, right? The nineties, the 2000s, like okay. when Trill Music and and Paul Wall, Bun B, like all of that yeah. shit was mm. just popping. But I'm see, you up. see,
1: for me though, like with Paul, like he's always been such a a fan friendly guy. Yeah, and he's always been someone that like. Doesn't really get his just due as an artist, but has always been Thanks. beloved. Yeah. So I, I've always seen the value in having that relationship. I've always pushed him, you know, I've sure. always done events with him. I've always booked him. Uh anytime I've had the opportunity to mention I won the K104 Street Swag Sunday, ironically, I won four <laughs> times in a row, four weeks in a row, uh, with the song that I did with Paul Wall. Right. So um, whenever you know, I was working with Xavier. Va- well, I am working with Xavier Va- Antoine. So I don't want to speak in past tense, but whenever I was working on her music and her project, you know, Paul was one of the first people that embraced her because of me. Yeah. And you know, he he did a record with her. He did another record with her this year, uh, with my boy Two Three, and that record performed strong. So when me and Louis were talking about, you know, doing music, I was like, man, he mentioned, hey, what do you think about doing a record with so and so? I was like, man, right. honestly, if you want to do a record with anybody, do a record with Paul Wall. Right. And I made it happen, like, dude, I just caught it, made it, made it happen, yeah. Paul. Bro, he's, he's hot on, right now He got on the record He came down and Did the video and, and boom The shit just went But it's crazy though Like I say this to say The relationship stems from The promotion But sure. it grew a- Into something else And I mean As much as I don't say it You know Often like I really appreciate him And I'll do really anything To help him out Bro right. Paul Wall is a
3: A great dude I'm gonna tell a story I haven't told anybody I was gonna wait to tell him Whatever <laughs> we, Cause we're gonna interview Paul Like no matter what right so, I had a buddy who his dad ran Cadillac Crest, and that's where Paul used to go get his Cadillacs from. Uh, mm. And he had his number, and we used to prank
2: call Paul. I'm talking <laughs> about, we were like, I think we were like he's 12 he's years old. He's gonna be like, you bitch, once we get bro, up and we'll be like, my like, no,
3: no, refrigerator's no, still that's running? Not, that's not even Paul. So, we call him, you know, and what to do? And we would just say some shit, and he'd be like, okay, okay. And like, super nice, and we'd talk, would talk to us, bro. Yeah. And they'd be like, alright, man, I, I I gotta go, but I feel like super nice, bro. Yeah. Like man. every time we would call him, bro. See, Cordial. That's that's so, the one like, thing. Like a good like, dude, bro. Like good heart.
0: Like dude, humble people, right? Yeah. No matter how much money, mm. if you're an asshole, don't fucking talk to me. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. He's fan friendly. He's always been about the fans. He's always, and that's <laughs> the thing that people don't understand. Like he's beloved. Yeah. And I always t- I told him on camera. I've told him before. Like he. He's the mascot of Texas, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, that's a fact, bro. He you know, really is. So um, I knew what it would do for Louis. You know, right now, what we're talking about, his career, yeah. Tex, Max, he represents the Tex for me. And, yeah. you know, when it comes right. to that, you know, and I also have a, such a personal relationship with, you know, his manager, Gu, him, you know, like, like I, it's a lot different whenever you're, you're able to build with people that right. you know. You yeah. know, like yeah. versus building with somebody that you pay for a service like right? I mean this like isn't the case. Man, you know, I,
3: I thought I thought Paco
0: was his manager. Nothing that, that more?
1: Uh Paco's never been his manager. No. No, nah, he's he's been involved with him though, but he's never yeah. been like, his manager, man. Yeah, I sure.
0: mean, like I've been I've been enjoying these Paul Wall features, man. Like Mexican OT, right? right? <laughs> Louis, like dude. I've oh, been crazy. Bro. I've been like, Y'all should damn. watch the
1: one he did with XB Valentine in two three. That one did uh numbers on TikTok, did numbers on YouTube and and that was actually the first one out of all the features that came out. Yeah. And then he just did one with Bumpy Johnson as yeah, well. So he that has, out, like, man. four solid records out right now. That, yeah, Bumpy's coming too, bro. You know? Yeah. yeah it's that,
0: hard. But, like, those features, dude. I'm like, like I, I was telling Friday before you got here, I was like, man, I was like, look, Mexican OT, Louis, like, Paul Wall jumping on those. My, like, those are some big numbers. Like, Paul Wall still got it. Yeah, like, I mean, it's a combination,
1: man. Good yeah. songs, good timing, good artists. Sure. I, you know, everybody doing it together, man. But for sure, Paul's a legend, man, and I just appreciate everything that he's done for me. Yeah, my career. shout out to Paul Wall, man. Right. Like, Thanks.
0: dude out, big fans, like Paul. We can't wait to Love get on shit. here. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, I like, you know, going oh. through Google. Obviously, you and I didn't know each other, right? So, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid to say, like, I had to Google a bunch of stuff oh, about shit, you. Cool. Like, I'm not, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I'm not. I'm. I'm. ai am a very honest person. Yeah, you <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean. Got you. But I, I noticed like a lot of your stuff with music videos, um, podcasts, like Bun B, it looks like y'all have a real relationship.
1: You know, I've, again, he's another guy that I, I booked a lot of times. So I have a, a working relationship with him more so than a personal relationship with him, right? And that working relationship, you know, has evolved now. I don't want to say that we are like super close. Yeah. But, you know, I will say that we were in Houston this past week and we went to Trill Burgers and it wasn't, it wasn't planned. I had been telling him, hey, I want to bring, you know, so-and-so through. I want to bring so-and-so through. So I was like, hey, I got Louis the singer. He's right. obviously not as familiar. I was like, man, I got to, you know, got to trust me on this bun. <laughs> and I'm texting him now. Like, I'm directly yeah. texting him. And finally, I just showed up, took pictures, and then I sent him the recap video. And he's like, man, you know, make sure y'all post it and make me a collaborator. <laughs> so he posted it for Louis. So yeah. I'm like, damn, you know, like, when I look at it from that perspective, and, you know, I've interviewed him multiple times. I've been, you know, done several shows with him you know um damn dude like I'm like fuck I, yeah. I, that's bun b you know what I'm saying like right. like you know Imagine. i I have had a few like what the fuck moments in my life sure um not necessarily with bun more so with scarface but like you know being being in these situations where when I'm around them and I'm able to text them like yeah I I realized that my peer group changed yeah. I realized that you know at some point or another like the yeah. ogs became. I don't know. Why, I don't know if I should call them the, the homies. homies, right? The homies. <laughs> right? They became my like workers I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean, like in a way. Facts. In a way. So, um, yeah, man, cool cat. You know, man, I've had multiple clips go viral, but I that's kind of that, that.
0: burger joint's fucking doing numbers. Yeah. Like, have dude, y'all gone yet? Yeah. You, when yeah. y'all gone? No, nah. we gotta go, bro.
1: Yeah, y'all need to go. We gotta go. It's actually we'll really good. It. It's actually really good.
0: So we'll try to link next time. You
3: go, and then uh, we'll we'll get some footage. Yeah, it was great. It was like, great. We'll do like, some promo clips. Like that shit
0: was, yeah. 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 Shout out KV by the way. Yeah, My boy KV, KV. Yeah, KV's the
1: one that shot that shit. Yeah, matter of fact. Yes, sir. <laughs> so
0: yeah, Bun, Bun's a cool dude. Dude, that I mean, they did like a million burgers in one week. Like how fucking yeah, crazy. Is I actually got a I actually <laughs> did a song with Bun
1: too, man. So yeah. it's pretty cool, man. Pretty cool to, to experience these things. You know, like when I say when I when I say when I was younger, like uh I always bro, I, I don't know if it was that I spoke it into existence or I foolishly believed in myself. But I remember being in middle school, like and I had a notebook and I would write down in in detention, I was 14 years old, I would write down the track <laughs> listing. Thanks. I would have a track listing, I would write down, and then I would put the features next to it. Yeah. And to see some of that shit actually come right. true, bro, that shit is crazy. You know, yeah. working on XB Valentine's album, my executive I executive produced it. And um Bulldogs and Harmony was my favorite rap group.
3: Oh, yeah. You know, growing up ever. The best rap group of all time.
1: For me, Biased at one point, I would have said without a doubt they're my favorite rap group of all time. They're no longer the greatest in my opinion,
3: yeah.
1: But they they were for me for a long time, and I you know I still hold that respect towards them. But I you know I got them on her album, you know, because I work with Crazy Bone and I work with Busy Bone, and like so to do that, there was this part of me that's like, damn, like yeah. I, I wanted to have that song, yeah. But I gave it to the artist I work with, and that's when I started realizing I was I was prepared to be Phil Jackson. Not, yeah, you know, not as much Michael Jordan. You know, what I'm saying,
0: yeah. you know, uh, we can literally do this all night. Um, but I want, I want to kind of ask you a couple questions before we end this. For Sure. Like, did you ever have the honor of working with Pimp C? I
1: didn't. Uh, closest thing I ever got to it was a good friend of mine who passed away, who was a web designer. Uh, me, him. This is back in 2006. Me, him, my wife. Uh, we were all doing MySpace pages at the okay. time. And um, yeah. Pepsi got out of prison at the time and hit him a boy to do his MySpace and I remember he caught him. We were at the mall and he Pepsi caught him. That's the closest thing I ever got to right. Pipsy. And then boy. that's the closest yeah. thing I ever got to Pepsi. Never worked
0: with him. Yeah, R. P. Pump. So so yeah, R. R. P. For real, um dude. Music's amazing. The the last one I really want to get to, I want to know is did did you ever do anything with Big Pokey? I you didn't. RIP, man, you know, man. Like, that's, bro, that's a, I, good, that's a I great didn't,
1: question. I, did, I didn't, but you know what, man? I want to speak on that briefly because I said this in another interview recently. Like, uh, me and Paul's manager, Koo, we actually text each other when that happened in real time. Yeah. And, um, you know, me being a bigger dude, being overweight, you know, like that impacted me very, very much differently. Right. You know? When I saw him collapse on stage, take his last breath on stage. Right. Um, man, I mean, the first thing that I thought was like, I need to drink water. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's right. I mean, funny, I'm not trying to be funny, but It's yeah, just no, true. Like, I mean
0: yeah. that's you know, it wasn't even laugh like you yeah, know, like like yeah. I sympathize as, as a fluffy dude, you know what I mean? Like uh, I, even I, then. Like, uh, it, even
1: like that, like I didn't really feel like he was really like he looked pretty good compared to where he was at weight Sure, But yeah.
0: But I mean, that's the thing, like, you know, like even <sighs> man, me like too, looking bro. at the industry, like looking at Big Pokey, looking at um I mean, hell even going back to um, you know, Big Pun. Yeah. Right. Like seeing some of these bigger dudes like die of heart attacks. Like I was like, "Shit, dude!" Like yeah. you know, I start looking at my my weight, and I'm like, "Okay," you know. And but then then sometimes I start looking at like these bodybuilders that are dying. Like they look like, pretty when they die. Man, and it's man, like, man. like oh shit! All them supplements, bro, changing but, the heart. I, oh, the oh heart for pain. sure.
1: Listen yeah. though, bro. Like we 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 talked about traumas throughout this episode, but like a lot of that shit, people eat.
0: Yeah the It's comfort bro That's it, me this Like this I comfort, love right? fucking food If I'm happy I'm eating <laughs> If I'm sad I'm eating yeah, You know It's like eat. It sucks Because like You know It's it's a lifestyle change That needs to happen Because health is wealth But yes, dude Like food is so good <laughs> The crazy com-
2: part is I don't give a shit about food
1: right? It's a commitment You know yeah. it's, a, it's a commitment People do shit To hide Who they are and yeah. I'm, not, I'm not hiding who I am I'm just like Man I'm just realizing Like okay There's a little bit more to me Than I realize Yeah it's okay, man. I think you know what, you gotta be you gotta be willing to go places that you're not willing to go to get to where you need to go. Yeah. That's the message I wanna send across with this episode. So for those that are watching and that aren't familiar with what I do and they see the success, you know, know that the success, you know, though it means everything to me, um it, it doesn't it's not all that defines me. Sure. There's a lot more to me, you know what I'm saying? Right. And uh now that I'm getting to a point where I see the next step right in front of me. Like I like we talked about that yeah That Super Bowl, right? Um you know, Louis is about to get to the, you know, Louis is about to get to a place where a lot of artists don't get to. He's already there, you know? Yeah. And Facts. to see uh, the role that I'm playing and to see how much of a culture I've created uh, for myself, for the people around me, for the talent I work with, like, bro, like I've created a culture of, like a winning culture. Sure. You know, uh, as far as career. Right. But now we got to create a winning culture from the personal side as well.
3: Yeah. I mean that's, that, the, that's thing.
0: the thing, you know, if if you don't have fulfillment what's it worth, right? right. You know, but I I think too as a mentor to Louie or a mentor to any other artist or something, you know what I mean, like along the way, you've really got to let them know. Yeah. You know what I mean cuz men are going to constantly clam up, they're going to be like, "Yeah, I'm cool, bro. I'm good," right? Yeah, I mean, but and, you know, I
1: think I think it all depends on the relationship, you know. Sure. Like, mentorship, like I said, that brings me fulfillment. I actually was talking about this last week uh, where I'm like, man, it ain't about the money. It's about making sure that the people that I I love and the people that I care about know that I'm there for
0: them. Right. Money don't matter if you're dead. You know what I mean? Like if people, you know, have mental illness, commit suicide, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good you were at what you did. You know, it matters about those people that are going to cry at your funeral. Facts. You know what I mean? I mean, you know,
1: I always wonder who the fuck is even going to go, right? Right, like, yeah. Like. I mean, I'm like, man, I, I want to break the attendance record of my funeral. But, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, but who's really going to care? You know, I, I learned that. Well, I went yeah. through a hardship in 2018, 2019, and I wasn't doing as many events. Right. And I saw how fast everybody jumped onto the next group of people that were doing it. not that wild? I'm like, you fucking be wild. Know? You know, They're like, sleeping, dude. People are only as loyal as their options, bro. Dude. And you got to know how this industry works. It's not even that it's thick It's just social media it's an alternate reality. It's a yeah. virtual high school. Everybody's wanting yeah. to be the cool kid. You know, everybody wants to hang with the cool kids. That's fine. That's all it is. It's big belief. It's not hate real. Fake, you know I mean? fake
0: people, man. It's just what it is. You know what I mean? Like but just be, be but it's peace. the nature of the beast, right? Yeah. It's totally just yeah. the nature of it. Dude, you know, it, I got one last question. I know I probably said this twice on this podcast, but I got one last question. <laughs> like, legitimately, like, who is your mentor?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I don't really feel I've ever really had one mentor. I've had a lot of great friends that have I've learned a lot from. Uh, my boy Renaissance from Mortal Soldiers is someone that I I spend a lot of time talking to. Right. He called me while I was here. <laughs> <That you did. laughs> he called me while I was here, and um, we learned a lot from one another. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So you know, uh, but he's older than me, so you know he has more years on me. So he has more experience and I've learned a lot from conversations uh, not necessarily pertaining to the business, more pertaining to like yeah. the psychology aspect of life and music as well. Right. Um, I've had people like Sinfo El Pecador from you know Long Beach, California, Chino Excel. Chino Excel, someone that put his arm around me pretty early on that I, I want to give him his, his just due because though we've had a lot of great personal conversations, like him endorsing me at an early age really made me feel like Man, you know I could do this. Yeah, uh, Corey Newton, who was part of Joe Budden's management team, uh, he was Joe's manager at one point. Someone that was very, 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 and it continues to be an ally of mine, and is always there to help. You know, and provide me with perspective. Like, um, not so much in the traditional, like, let me show you how to do it. Just suggestive. Right. Uh, super cool dude. I, I, I would say that you know he's been close to that. And then Royce the Five Nine, I think Royce the Five Nine, for me. When it comes to people that carry weight with what they say, yeah. he carries a lot of weight, and he's you know he's he talks about mental health openly, talks about you know stuff that you know isn't comfortable to talk about amongst men, but he's made it very comfortable for me to be like if Royce can do it, I can do it. And anytime I've ever had those conversations, I listen like very few people that I'll shut up and just listen to. He's one of right. them, and he actually he offered to get on the phone about a week ago with me. And when I was telling him, hey, man, I got some stuff going on, I said, like, do you want to call me? And like, and I just thought the gesture, like, dude, you were just at the Terrence Crawford fight. Right. Ringside with <laughs> Eminem. Yeah. And fucking Denial Porter and fucking Paul Rosenberg, because Eminem walked out Crawford. And, you know, you know, like, I, fuck, I texted him that night. Yeah. And he was with Eminem. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Like, this shit is crazy to me. But. Uh, but that's huge. I mean, Yeah. But I would yeah. say th- those guys are some of the people that I, that immediately come to mind. You know right. I mean? Of course, there's other people that I've talked to over the years that I've. Contributed to my growth professionally and personally, um, you know, but I don't really have like what I would consider like a a professional mentor. I I recently got really, really cool with the VP of Interscope Records near Sarosi, And I've had, you know, I I tell him all the time, I've had 10 hours of talk time with him. I've had 10 (laughs) hours of talk time with him. And I told him that, you know, he's probably the first person professionally that I've had. And this version of myself, and this yeah. variation of myself, that I can be like, man, you're the closest thing that I've had a mentor.
0: But see, the cool thing is, you can look at the old version of yourself, right? And then you can look at this new version, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna fucking kill it, you know? Oh right? yeah, no, You're no, gonna no, have no. both. You're gonna <laughs> yeah. have fulfillment. You're gonna have success. Yeah. Right. And yeah. happiness.
1: The, that mentorship that he's providing me with is more so not even. Uh, it's more clarity. Sure. It's more like uh, like you're here, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're ready. You're good. Yeah. You're you're you. This is your time, bro. Yeah. You know, he's telling me, this is your time. Like, what, whatever way this goes, this is your
0: time. Yes, sir. And you're ready, and you, you've been ready. You've prepared yourself. You've, you're, you're here. I mean, and, and I've got to say, and I'll leave, it, I'll leave it at this, is that everything that I found on Google was, was high remarks of who you are as a person. Yeah, you know that's I mean?
1: crazy, right? You know, because let me say this. I think whenever you get to a point... To where it, you know, I was telling this to Xb Valentine on Sunday, and I'm I know she's gonna get to where she's gonna get to. We're gonna have those conversations about, you know, where she went in her career. But I remember just suddenly go, all this all this time that you spent prior to getting to working with me, you thought that was paying dues, right? It wasn't. It was a form of it, but it wasn't really paying dues because paying dues, and really putting in work comes when there's actually expectations on. When there's no expectations, it's free. It's free load. It's free world. It's just yeah. whatever you could do. Whatever nobody gives a fuck. You're figuring it out because nobody's watching. You're trying to make people watch, but whenever you finally get people to watch and see what you're doing, that's whenever it gets real. And it's like, damn, there's expectations on me. <laughs> and I've always felt when there's expectations on me, that's whenever I deliver at my highest. Thanks. Uh, but those expectations are, are yeah,
0: they're a like, next nice level.
1: Yeah, man. So right now, I've put a lot of expectations on myself, and you know, I've, if in the next three to five years I'm not one of the biggest music executives in the industry, then I feel like I've did something wrong because I feel I'm the best that I yeah. what I do, and when I see people compliment me in the high regard, I'm like, damn, dude, like, yeah,
0: what
1: the fuck. Like, like, you know, like I wanted
0: to say the Fort Worth and Dallas people champ, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well,
1: when did all this come about? Shit, yeah. it wasn't always like this. There, yeah. was, there was a point in time where some of y'all motherfuckers didn't want to play me on the radio. Right.
0: It's so, like when I got down on Google, I was like, shit, I want to book a, I want to book an event. You know <laughs> <you> <laughs> like, I'm Like, okay, who can we get? No, can there, we get you know, I there's mean, a like, lot of people
1: that have wanted to do what I do. <laughs> and what like I, mean? I said, I mean, it requires a lot of patience, a lot of hard work, a lot yeah. of understanding, and um, a great group of people around you to help make it happen.
0: Well, what I'd like to do uh, smooth is something different than I normally do. Normally I'll I'll end the episode, you know, with a thank you, this and that. But I mean, you know, humbly, I would like you to end this podcast with a a positive message to the people out there trying to be promoters, the people trying to be artists, the people trying to to do something, whether it's even in this industry or just in life, like leave them with a message.
1: I would say first and foremost, a dream without ex- an execution is a nightmare, right? I think there's um, an art and a, and a gift to having initiative. You know, if you have initiative and you have the want, you know, then you're, you're gonna be able to get to where you need to be. You're gonna be able to accomplish what you want to accomplish. You know, um, you could teach all these skill sets, but you can't teach the want. That's either something you have, or something you don't have. One thing that I'll advise any you know aspiring entrepreneur any aspiring performer, any aspiring whatever, right? Um, Sometimes it's best to just observe, listen, take time to learn, and then take all those things that you learn and apply it, right? Because you never want to be a know-it-all, right? I always say whenever you stop uh, growing is whenever you stop going. Uh, You know, from a personal level, like, it's okay to internally check on yourself, right? Because it's like a diagnostic check. Yeah. You you want to run that diagnostic check on yourself from time to time to make sure mentally, emotionally, and spiritually you're good because if your foundation isn't solid, eventually your foundation will crack and so will everything else that you right. do. So I wanted to stress the importance of that to anybody out there that's, you know, going through it and and just remember that you know those standstill moments when nothing is happening, and when you feel like man, you know, when like I'm not doing enough or. You know, I'm not doing what I want to be doing. Those standstill moments are actually the moments that define you because if you can push through those standstill moments, that's whenever you know you're actually meant to do what you're meant to do. Right.
0: Amen. I mean, dude, I I couldn't have said it better myself. Smooth, I really appreciate you, brother. Thanks so much. It's it's been it's been amazing. But I I want to tell everybody that's listening, like, dude, if you're struggling with mental illness, legitimately, like they're gonna say, call a hotline, call this, but you know what? Reach out to your closest fucking friend. Reach out to them And don't be afraid Don't be ashamed Reach out to them and speak Speak the truth Reach out to the celebrity podcast Because I tell you what You you know what We started this podcast on the same vision As as what Smooth talked about What I've talked about this whole time Is you do not have to suffer in silence Speak it out You'll realize that you're homie That you hold dear to your heart 16 years, 3 years, 3 months It doesn't matter They're going through the same shit in a different way. So reach out to them now. See y'all later. There you go. Bye. Smooth Vega, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. (laughs) Peace.